0: Welcome back to the stupidest podcast. This is your host Justin Vandyventer, you know the main guy, the head honcho, the head guy of this comp, of this podcast. And with me, and with me, dude, you didn't even give me a chance. Didn't even give me a chance. I was gonna build it up like I was gonna fuck with you, and then I was gonna bring you back in. The other main host of this podcast, my good buddy, my good old pal. Of at least over fifteen years. How's it going?
1: Justin Rodemacher.
0: What's up, buddy?
1: Yeah, how are you doing, man? Not too bad. Good. No, I the, the reason I, I interrupted like that was because you, you said you were talking about the main host and I thought you were I thought that was when my that was when I was supposed to come in.
0: Well you are the main so host. You're one of the main hosts.
1: Okay, that makes sense. I'm one of the main hosts. You're one of the main hosts. We're both one of the main hosts. We make we're this like a mainstream.
0: We make this a mainstream podcast.
1: We're like one entity. That's right.
0: You complete and me.
1: One stupid <laughs> entity. Yep. Yeah.
0: yeah. we're just we're just stew without the other.
1: We're stew and pit. That's that's what we are. We're <laughs> stew and pit.
0: So. What's new, buddy?
1: Um, well, I mean, I'm actually I uh, got some news coming up, so mm-hmm. uh, I ended up accepting the job back at the casino. Nice. So I'm I'm gonna be uh, be working as this episode comes out. I will uh, have start. I guess I won't have started yet, but I'll have had my drug test by now, and I'll be starting here in the next You're day or two. You're fucked.
0: Too, so. You're so fucked.
1: I'm basically get, telling you guys right now that I don't have a job again. Uh. <laughs> uh. No, I'm I'm going back to the, the casino. So I'm going to stay up in this area as, as, as long as I can again. And I'm going to be looking for uh, a place up here, whether that be renting or buying. So I'm going to start reaching out to a uh, real estate guy up in this area. So I'll reach Oops. out to him. I will be uh, doing that. I'll reach out to any renting places I might want to look at. And going from there, you know.
0: Nice, dude.
1: Just try, trying to do what I can to stay in the community. Um, obviously, uh, in this episode, we talk about the community and how great it is, and that's why I want to stay up here and, and help build this and, and get it to where where we think we can get it. So nice. Like but, it. Yeah. Other than that, I've been playing a little bit of disc golf. Been doing okay at that. Uh, I've been playing. I've been bowling a little bit. Nice. Yep, I did that. Um, the last in the last three weeks, I've bowled twice, which is pretty cool. I was supposed to bowl a third time, but my car broke down on the way there, and that was not fun. So, so I, I ended um, up. What
0: good. were you gonna say? On Wednesdays, we might be looking for a sub once a month.
1: Oh, if it's once a month, I'm down.
0: Okay. I'll talk to you more I after the episode.
1: Once a month. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that. So, um, No, once a month. I can do once a month easy. Perfect. Um, Especially if it's on a Wednesday. I make that work. Nice. Um, But yeah, we've been bowling a little bit. But like I said, my car broke down. So that was a, a spendy fix. I had to spend $150 to get it towed. And then I had to spend like 600 to get it fixed. And it was all because it didn't get any airflow. It was an air sensor, an air filter, and then another air thing.
0: I could have came up there and gave it mouth-to-mouth for way cheaper.
1: I had to, I, dude, I tried. <laughs> I put my mouth everywhere on that car. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. It didn't work on the car, so I tried it on the tow guy, and it didn't work.
0: Uh, he still charged me full price.
1: I don't know what it is. It yeah. is. It's an, it was an experience, let me tell you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, yeah, other than that, uh, not up to a whole lot. Like, obviously still doing comedy, doing, doing open mics, doing some shows that we've had in the last couple weeks, got some other shows coming up. Uh, hmm. We talk a little bit about that at the end of the episode, so if you guys are interested in that, or just go to the website, you'll see it there, or just follow Twin Ports Comedy, and uh, we got all the information there as well.
0: Oh. So. Nice. Nice.
1: What are you, man? What
0: have you been up to? Work, work, and more work, man. Dude, today the heat was ridiculous.
1: Which is crazy because it was not hot up here. It was in the 60s here.
0: Really? The heat index down here was 116.
1: Wow, that is... That's crazy difference.
0: Yeah, it was 102 when I got home at 4 o'clock.
1: Wow. Yeah, I don't even know if it got up to seventy today, and it was like kind of cloudy and gloomy Dang. most of the day.
0: Sounds perfect.
1: No, it was it, <laughs> it was really nice. It wasn't terrible at all. So I don't know why why there's such a huge huge difference in that like three hours of driving.
0: Yeah. So um, yeah, just work and then uh, getting ready for the bowling season to start. We got meetings coming up, fantasy football coming up.
1: Yep, I got uh, a couple drafts coming up. I got 2 on Saturday and then I got ours the next weekend. So.
0: Yeah, I got a couple this weekend. I think I got 3 this weekend. Thanks. So, and then our ours next the following weekend. Um, what else? Uh Still still going strong with the new relationship?
1: Nice. That's good to hear. Yeah. You, know,
0: you actually you got to meet her.
1: Yeah, that was so fun. I'm so glad that you guys came out. I got to see you do comedy. Yeah, that was awesome. I, we haven't even talked yeah. about
0: that. I don't think since this is the first episode yeah. since I've been up there.
1: Yeah, you came up and did a, a good set, and then we came and had burgers afterwards. It was a Wednesday night, so we had burger night. That was awesome.
0: It wasn't a phenomenal set, but I, I, you know what, for not being on stage for over a year, I was pretty happy with it.
1: I was gonna say I thought it was it was good for not being on stage for for that long.
0: So. You told me three minutes, and I was look. I was looking at it, and I timed it. I was like two minutes and like fifty eight seconds. So I was like, boom, hit my hit my clock.
1: That's impressive in itself, because there's people that do it on a weekly basis that don't. Do that, so.
0: so right, <laughs> so so I was pretty happy with that, and I was like, and I think they would have let me go longer, but I was like, I only prepped for three minutes, you know. Yeah. So. But I mean it was a it was a decent set, so I was pretty happy with it. I mean it wasn't wasn't great, but it wasn't horrible. It wasn't a total bomb.
1: I thought you did you got laughs, it was it was good.
0: Yeah. So I
1: don't know.
0: Maybe I'll share it, maybe I won't. I don't know.
1: Well you just keep doing it. I right. mean just, that's yeah. all you can do, is just yeah. keep doing it and learn from it.
0: Absolutely. Um what else is new? Gracie's getting ready for school, so we're getting all that, you know, all the school stuff. She got some sweet yeah, new to, Nikes. Nike oh, Nikes! Yeah,
1: Dang. Dude,
0: they're pretty freaking... They're uh, not. They're mid tops. And they're nice. they're pink and white, or pink and cream. You know, it's pretty sweet. They're. I'm like, these are the coolest shoes I think you've ever had. So. You're pretty stylish. You're like,
1: if, if we wore the same size shoes, I would be wearing I those. would wear the <laughs> shit out of those. So I'm
0: not going to lie. They're pretty fucking sweet.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and you know me and Pink. I'm I'm definitely down for Pink. Yeah, yeah. So, um, other than that, man. Life's going good, finally. It's
1: good, man. I'm glad to hear it.
0: You, know, you had a little bit of a rough week and you're like, God, everything's just piling up. I'm like, I've been there. I know that feeling. I absolutely know that feeling. And for once, everything in my life's actually going good, and it felt like yours was crashing for a little while. And I'm like, ah, oh, man, one of these days, our lives are gonna <laughs> intertwine and be finally,
1: good. Getting. Yeah, finally collide in a, in a good way. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, but we're in the we're going in the right direction.
1: Exactly. No, I I, I can definitely feel a feeling upswing. So I'm yeah. I'm excited to, to see where this goes. So
0: that's good, man. Yeah, so big yeah, episode is, uh, tonight. Big episode tonight.
1: Say, this is a fun episode. We uh we just did our interview with Sam Bondus yeah. and it was it was a ton of fun. And uh, I I was even learning how to do some callbacks. He's really good at callback jokes. I was I was nice. working on that, nice. so you'll see that throughout the episode. I love it. And uh, but yeah, he's he's a great local comedian up in the Duluth area. Um, check him out. He talks about all the stuff he's got coming up at the end of the episode so uh stay stay tuned to that and uh, you'll be able to come see him live at any of those shows um yeah this was a great episode i'm so excited for you guys to listen to this one
0: so fun Um, really nice guy i mean one of the nicest guys so yeah very nice yeah it was good getting to know him so i guess without any further ado unless you got anything else
1: I, I think that's good. Well, I hope you guys enjoy this episode as much as we enjoyed doing it. Uh sounds like Sam had a great time, too. So I think uh, you guys should enjoy this one.
0: Yeah. So with any further ado, here's your uh, interview with a local comedian, Sam Bondis. Enjoy.
1: All right. We're here with Sam Bondis. Sam, I'm going to ask the first question. So what inspired you to get into stand-up comedy?
2: Well, so... I've always wanted to since I was 10 years old, I think. Okay. I was at a a deaf camp. I'm deaf, by the way. And uh, I was at a deaf camp and um, I made some people laugh and I was like, oh, that's the best feeling ever. And so I didn't realize at 10 that it was like a job that you could do someday. Oh, yeah. So I was like, oh, I just want to do this. But I, I I just I just didn't really think of it. And then. Like, nine years go by, and then I uh, did it my first time, I think. Actually, 17 years old was the first time I did it, but okay. I, didn't, I didn't realize it was a job till like, 17, 18.
1: And then so, you're like, I need to do this as a job. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: After that, I was like, we're doing it. <laughs>
1: That's cool. Yeah. So, like, um, just because, like, obviously, like, it, like, hit you pretty hard, did you start writing jokes at 10 years old then? No. No. Okay. Oh, okay. So...
2: Okay. Okay, so I, I started my very first time was when I was seventeen, in front of a deaf crowd, all deaf crowd. I was at the Junior NAD conference. Uh, so I went to a deaf school and like we had this, uh, it was kind of like student council sort of thing. Okay. So I went to this conference. It was in Nebraska, and somehow someone found out that I like comedy or whatever, and so they're like, "Oh, you want to MC." I didn't even know what a M C MC was. So yeah. I was like, okay, sure, yeah. <laughs> and, and so I MC this thing, and so it was, like, I think, I don't know, like, 100 deaf people showed up, and I didn't have any jokes, you know, like, my first <laughs> time, I, I think one joke was, like, a monkey, like, eating a banana, like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> They're, like, not even foreign premises at that point, and yeah. so... But no, it went well, it went well enough where everyone was like, oh, like, you're actually not that bad. And, you know, in sign language, of course. And no, it, it went well. And then, so, yeah, that was my first time. And I think that's that's when I realized, like, oh, like, I want to do this and mm-hmm. that it's an actual job that I can do.
1: So you say that you like you said, obviously, I signed. Did you sign the whole set yeah okay yeah i i didn't know if you like talked and then like you did the signing and or somebody else did this so i didn't know how that so so, you did it
2: yeah so the whole conference was just full sign like everyone was deaf and we only communicated in asl american sign language and um but yeah the whole set was a complete sign language and uh how many people were there i think around 100 the the camp had like or the conference had like uh 60 students and then there's like 100 from like you know administrators and like teachers and so probably in total probably like 150 60
1: dang that's a big crowd for your first time
2: yeah yeah i was so did
1: did they have you like on a projector or something or how did everybody see your sign
2: yeah so they just uh had me center stage and then it was like in a uh what do you
1: call it like a.
2: Like kind of a state fair sort of thing where,
1: was it um, out? It was outside.
2: No, it was inside, but it oh. was like a, <clears throat> it was like a, sort of like a convention center. Oh center. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. So it was like that. So like everyone could see me. It was just a little farther out.
1: Okay. Yeah, it was further. Yeah, you were further away. It wasn't like in stand up where your like audience is like right there. Right. It was, yeah. Right, I got yeah, you. Yeah. Interesting. But you you said like. Everybody was able to, obviously you needed some way for people to see you. So you were projected and like everybody saw what you were.
2: Yeah. 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 So well, they were close enough where they could see. Oh, I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. It, It was set up where it was like a huge, like horizontal row. So it was like maybe like a, like five rows. Okay. But like, there's people that were like nearly behind me.
1: And oh then front, yeah, so i like, see so it was like a semicircle. yeah yeah like, sort yeah, of like that I yeah gotcha. okay Yeah, that, i was that's why i was confused because i was like well if everybody could see you i was that I was, right yeah that's why <laughs> yeah. i was like wait a second yeah so
2: so yeah the semicircle is what it was weird because like you know stand up you know you, you turn to the side maybe a little bit but sometimes i had to literally like completely turn and like not even face most of the audience and then turned back. Yeah, so. so
1: like half the crowd didn't know what you were doing because you were looking over at that crowd because right, it was a yeah. semicircle. so you're like, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. Like it's knowing what you know now about stand-up how, how, how would you feel about a crowd like that now? I mean, I wouldn't
2: mind it. I mean, yeah. if I had to sign everything again I would definitely do better jokes. Like, <laughs> I would come prepared. Yeah.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, they still laughed and everything but like I feel like it was more like, oh, haha, he's our friend, you know? Like, oh,
1: I gotcha. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But no, it didn't go that bad for the first time. But, yeah.
1: That's cool. Was, how, how long were you on stage?
2: I don't even know. I, I mean, I, I would assume the MC, you know, goes up every once in a while. So probably in total, probably like 20 minutes.
1: Okay. Dang.
2: I probably did like, if I were to guess, like. 10-ish minutes up front. Okay. And then 10 minutes between all the acts.
1: Nice. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. First time MC and that... And how old were you again at that point? 17. 17. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. It was...
2: I was shitting my pants. I don't know. Can I swear? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I was shitting my pants for sure. Yeah. <laughs> like,
1: yeah. Yeah. That's... I mean, mean, at 17, I can definitely tell, like, I would shit my pants at at 17 for sure. Right, yeah. I shit my pants and I wasn't even in front of a crowd. Like, I just just (laughs) did it, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Roddy always carries an extra pair of pants. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, no, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Or I just hope I'm at, like, Walmart where I can just buy another pair, you know?
2: Yeah, exactly, yeah. (laughs) We're talking. Um, We're talking. Yeah, that? I, I don't
1: mean to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't mean to. Didn't mean to offend you with Walmart.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> don't don't be coming at me with that Walmart <laughs> stuff right there. man No, no,
1: no. <laughs> That's funny.
3: Sam, what style of comedy do you perform on stage? Do you like the style you have, and if not, what style would you like to
2: do? Um. Let's see, I'll answer that first part. I, I do, uh, physical comedy, um, a lot of, like, I guess, slapstick, like, what Jim Carrey did, just, like, using your body, and then, I, I've been told, like, i come off very innocent on stage, so I guess I have, like, some sort of innocence to me with that physicality, um, I, I go a little crazy, uh, I don't know if you've seen some of my jokes, Vandy, but, um, <laughs> There's this one joke I have about the female dragonfly. She fakes her own death when she sees a male. And I literally like fall off the stage. (laughs) Just, just literally just jump off the stage, I guess I would say. And so So, I, I
3: so you're a comedian that people really need to see at least video of. if not in person. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, like if I were to be born back in like the '60s, where they record just the voice, I I would yeah no, it would not be great. I I need someone to like see <laughs> me do the joke. Yeah. So then, yeah. So uh, what was the second part of the question? So, what style you like of comedy the style
3: you you do, and if not, what style would you want?
2: It? What would I want to do? Mm, that's.
1: First
2: off, do you like the style you have? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I like the style I have. I think I'm different than most people, I would say.
1: Oh, yeah. You got got your own unique style because it's like I feel like your jokes are funny on their own. And then it's funny when you add some of that physical stuff to it. Like if you think of like a dragonfly, like it is funny that dragonflies just pretend that they die. It's like yeah. a, a funny concept. And then, like, you do have some jokes within there. And then it's also your physicality. So I like that you, not only is your joke funny without the physicality, but you add more to it with that physicality. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I definitely feel like it's, I have a different, like, sense of humor, I guess, to everybody else. And, uh, just trying to think what, like, uh, if if I were to pick one that, like, I would really want to do, I mean.
1: And it can be something that you just add to your repertoire. It doesn't need to be something that, like, you, like, obviously need to just change to and that's all you are. Like, it's yeah. just something. So, like, do you like your, like, just for uh, an example, like, do you like that you are perceived as innocent on stage? Or would you like to change that? Or better I... crowd work or become a better storyteller? Or...
2: yeah. I would say, I do struggle oh, with storytelling, I guess, and yeah, I wouldn't want them to think of me as innocent, I guess. Okay. My my perfect persona that I picture, because I don't know, like I just don't want to have people see me on stage as like, oh, it's just an innocent little guy, and that they only like me for that. Yeah. I feel like my likability. Sort of stems from people thinking I'm so innocent. Oh,
1: okay. So if if you would just like that, and it doesn't need to be like changed completely, because I feel like innocence is a good thing to have on stage, like especially for some jokes, like it leads into something that could be funny. Yeah. So like, there's definitely like positives for for having that innocence. Yeah. But I I understand what you're saying because you also want to try to get into like that that dirtier stuff, that darker stuff, without.
2: Yeah. Without them being like, oh, this...
1: Yeah, you don't want them he, to be hesitant about yeah, it. Yeah. You yeah. just want them to be like, oh, like come along with you on the ride. Like, hey, I'm coming over here. You guys want to come over here?
2: Yeah. Yeah. You heard here. He wants to be a bad boy,
1: guys. Start thinking <laughs> of as a freaking bad boy. Yeah.
2: <laughs> That's what I'd like to be, or at least someone that. <laughs> yeah. we, need yeah.
1: to, we need to buy you a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah, a leather jacket. <laughs> slicked,
2: slicked hair sunglasses indoors. Yep. Just like Stevie Wonder.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we got to start calling you Andrew Dice uh Bondis.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. Exactly, yeah. Have some gloves yeah. in there too. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that'd be funny. We'll go shopping at Walmart for that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Walmart. There you go. <laughs> I like the callback there. Uh, I was trying to. Yeah, you you also are really good at callbacks, so I'm gonna try to do some callbacks for you because I'm I'm working on that on stage and I'm not doing great at it, but I'm I'm working at it, trying to at least. Well, I do like
2: the uh, um, what is it? The abort joke. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, where I. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's literally like a like, it's a callback, but it's to the the previous joke that i did it's like a super quick callback
2: (laughs) yeah right i I
1: do like the fact that i am able to do that and every now and then yeah um but i need to try to work on it a little bit more i want to start my set with something and then end it with the same thing i think that'd be cool um i just haven't done it yet i just need to do it i guess yeah
2: but i do like how that joke just like ends your set in like a satisfying way because a lot of comedians, you know, they end their set and it's like really awkward. Like it's like, okay, is he gonna keep going? Or oh yeah, you don't it? know if it, like, yeah,
1: you don't know if it's ended yeah. or if it's in the middle or where they're at in the set. Yeah, right. that makes sense.
2: And a you know a callback kind of satisfies the audience, but
1: also what you do also satisfies the audience. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Thanks, man. Yeah, that makes no me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I like to use that joke to end it, just because, like you are said, like it just it's a good end. It's like, okay, I'm done. Right. You know? Yeah. But we'll see. Thanks, man. Yeah. Um. So actually, so who are some of your biggest influences in comedy, and who is your favorite comedian right now? It doesn't mean that like it's your favorite comedian. It's just who are you like following now? I guess.
2: Hmm. Biggest influences, favorite right now. Let's see. I would say. I I'd probably say Sebastian Maniscalco Okay. Yeah.
1: I could, I could see that. I could see him as one I like I feel like you have similar Yeah stuff with him. Yeah.
2: I actually yeah, so when I first started I, I guess I would say I really started taking it seriously at twenty two and uh I, I just watch his stuff and I think I s I think I watch his stuff a little too much where, you know, just like any comedian when they start out they take what they like from somebody that they re- you know really like a lot and they kind of copy that a little bit i mean unintentionally obviously yeah yeah
1: exactly no i, I think
2: what that's what i i did a little bit with sebastian I, i'm I'm starting to get over that but there's still like a couple bits here and there that i think I, people at dubs can see and that i could see as well like oh i kind of did that
1: yeah but well, I- I mean, I, just listening to Pete Holmes's podcast, he says he does that and he's been a professional comedian forever now. And he says that he literally can't listen to Brian Regan's stand-up comedy because oh. he will literally become Brian Regan on stage in some of his jokes. Oh, wow. Like just the way he delivers it and stuff. So he says it – he thinks that it just never goes away. Yeah. And, and it's just always there. As It depends on like what's going on in your life and who you're taking in like mm-hmm. before that show and like what you're – Actually, doing because if he listens to Brian Regan, then he's gonna do a bit, and he's like, That's that's Brian Regan right there. That's not, I don't know why I did that, but I did, and it's all like subconscious too, like you're saying, yeah, yeah.
2: Like, I remember I was uh, I was bombing once, I mean, it it happens a lot, unfortunately, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, um, I did this thing where I like, you know, how Sebastian he like hits the mic in his hand. real quick and i did that and after i got off and i was like i should have just bought i should have just took it like a champ like i I shouldn't have done that just to see if it got any more laughs which it didn't but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's that's one thing that i don't like about you know watching other comedians is yeah like i get inspired but like i also unintentionally do stuff like that yeah but that's part of the journey
1: (laughs) yeah exactly Yeah. Is there anybody else that like inspires you?
2: Oh yeah. Uh, let's see. I mean, obviously we,
1: Robin Williams. Yep, Robin Williams is a a big, big one, and especially like I, I see him like being an influence for you because of the physicality. Like that's again a huge aspect of it. So yeah, I can see that.
2: And I really like he, uh, he just does improv. You know, and I'm I'm not great at improv, but it just it's like wow like he is good at stand-up but he's also good at just coming off the fly yeah and that's that's what made him a great is being a master in both because he had he could come off the fly but he also had that stand-up set where he could fall back on
1: yeah exactly if
2: it went awry at all at any time Mm
1: -hmm. and i actually i see some of that in you though because when you do your crowd work you do improvise, I or I it, it in my eyes it looks like you're improvising. I guess I don't know if you have what you say written down or not. Yeah, but I see what could potentially be impro- improv. Right? Yeah, yeah. But okay.
2: m- most of my crowd work is improvised. The only thing that isn't would be like if I go because I have a joke about like my phrases that I do. Yeah,
1: so you have some that are built in. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Like some punchlines I'll fall back on and. But, yeah, like, yeah, I guess I would say 80% of it is, like, just off the fly, off the rip. And I remember I did a set, uh, like, end of July last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was that set where we we all got, like, 10 minutes of dubs. And uh, there's, like, you know, a handful of comedians there. But it was a good show. And then there's, like, a full crowd, I guess. And I went up and I was doing okay. I was doing, like, my virgin bit. And then this 14 year old came in <laughs> or he was a letter or something. Like yeah, I think he was 14. Teens. I was, I was there. Okay, I yeah. remember. I remember. And then I just, <laughs> I was like, anybody else here a virgin? And then he raised his hand and everyone just died. And I was like, Oh fuck. Well, I got to talk to this guy now. Yep. And I don't know. I, <laughs>
4: yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and I ended up going on like a, I think it was like a five, six minute, just straight crowd work rant on like, him and I being virgins. And then this other guy chipped in. He was like, Oh, how old are you? I was like 23. You know, and then we, we started talking and so, yeah, it was a like little moments like that where I was like, Oh, like, okay, maybe I can improvise.
1: Yeah. And you did amazing. That set, what? that, that set, like, I remember that, like, that was such a good set. And like the way that you came up with that stuff on the spot, like was amazing.
2: Well, thank you. It was yeah. so cool. <laughs> yeah. That, that's only happened a couple times. I, I wonder how I can do that again, you know?
1: Oh, well, it, it's tough because it's, I mean, especially like in a set like that, like how often is a 14 year old going to show up at your set <laughs> right, while yeah. you're talking? So it, it, yeah. it's tough because you have to like, I guess, pick which joke you're going to do and then yeah. hope that it connects with somebody in the audience that well. And then just riff on it, and then, again, just kind of go for it. So, yeah. I mean, the only thing is to, to try, I guess, and then if it works, it works. If it doesn't, well, you tried.
2: Yeah. Well, I guess it doesn't help that it dubs, or really any of our open mics. It's basically just the comedians. And, I mean, Thursdays, we got a nice little crowd of, like, Probably like 20 others, but
1: yeah. And we, we, we some, have, yeah, we sometimes get crowds out on Wednesday nights, yeah,
2: Wednesday yeah. Nights. Wednesdays, yep. tavern, even Caddyshack could pop off every yeah. now and then, yeah. And but yeah, it just, it's just that challenge of like trying to find somebody that, yeah. like you said, could connect with that, yeah, whatever you're talking about that well.
1: Well, especially like because obviously you can either start the bit off that way or like midway through the bit, try to connect with somebody like. And then just trying to go from there, and then ma- knowing that you have your material to back you up, like that's yeah. that's the best part about it, and that's why I need to start like doing that because I know I have my material to back me up. Right? Why not just try it? I just yeah. don't.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's what I did. I I was scared shitless of crowd yeah. work, and then I was like, well, we'll do it. And then yeah, I mean, I don't do it like
1: yeah, well, it's really a- often, but it's also tough because like. And not tough, but like it's easier for you because you already shit your pants when you were seventeen. So it's already out. It's <laughs> yeah, already out. So right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I still I still need to shit my pants and then I'll be comfortable to doing. It.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Once you do that, it 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 opens up doors for you.
1: I'll pick I'll pick a night where it's only comedian, so that way it's not as embarrassing. Like.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Yeah. Then you'll uh, be fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'll bring a pair of pants and we'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> when was the
3: first time you went on stage? What was it like? And where did you start?
2: Yeah. So I, uh, as, as I said, 17 years old was my first set. But if, if I were to go with my first time with a, like a hearing crowd, that would be in Duluth. I uh, It was at St. Scholastica. My first year of college, 19 years old, at a talent show in front of 400 people. <sighs> yeah.
1: Dang.
2: <laughs> if there's any comedian, comed- like wannabe comedians watching this, don't ever have your first time be in front of 400 college freshmen <laughs> when you're about <laughs> to be a freshman. <laughs> like, just don't do it. Okay? Yeah. That's- do it at a bar where you don't know anybody and you bomb your ass off and you go home and your life won't change. Like just (laughs) (laughs) don't do what I did. But I mean, no, but it it went, it went well. And I mean, I did five minutes of completely new material. I didn't even know it was going to work. And yeah, but I was, like I said, I was, I was shitting my pants. (laughs) Like I just, I was backstage just, like, trying to get water in my system because I just, oh. like such a dry mouth. And uh, then there's this guy that came in, and he he won the whole thing. But I thought he was, like, being, like, trying to, like, get in my head because he was like, oh, how you doing? How you doing? Yeah. Oh, what are you doing? Stand up? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, uh, hopefully you do get out there. Hopefully. Hopefully. I was like, okay, you're really helping me right now, man. Yeah. But, no, it, it went well. And... My mom and dad were there, and my dad beforehand he texted me. He was like, "Yeah, so uh, don't bomb because uh, your mother and I have the exits planned out." And uh, I was like, "Thanks, Dad.
1: Thanks." Here's that uh, full confidence in, in yeah in that yeah. Oh man! And uh, I'll get the car warmed up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is,
2: yeah. This is exactly what he was doing. But um, no, I went out there and. Yeah, I think I I watched the video back a couple times. And I got like ten genuine laughs. Okay, what's... So like for a five minute set, that's two laughs a minute. That's okay. But
1: yeah, no, yeah. I no that that's really good, especially like being nineteen years old and not having the experience. Like that's not bad,
2: right? 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 Yeah. I
1: don't know. That's that's pretty good actually.
2: Yeah, my my dad actually after and he's like, he he supports me like. Don't get me wrong. He just back then. I think he didn't think like I could do it, you know. Because okay. you know he he's very like get a stable job and you know and I understand that. Yeah. But yeah, back then he was like, "Yeah, Sam, uh, you didn't do that bad. You didn't do that bad." Uh, we looked at the exits and we're like, oh, we don't need those. We don't." <laughs> I was like, oh, "Thanks, Dad." <laughs> but no, he he's great.
1: And
2: now he gets a little bit more, but that's good. So yeah, that that was my first time, I guess I would say, in in front of a hearing crowd.
1: Yeah, so it was two years before you did it in front of a... He- so how many times did you do it in between?
2: <laughs> yeah, so I did it like probably a handful of times, like five times. Okay. And then I quit. Uh, <laughs> the the real reason why, and this is going to be... This is my like worst bombing story here. Okay. Uh, my second time... Ta- so the first time was at the talent show. It went well. But it went so well to me that like at nineteen I thought, Oh, in five years I'm gonna have my Netflix special. You know, I was like naive yeah. as shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so what I did, I wrote down a completely different five minute set, thinking that it was gonna kill. Yep. And I called uh Wusos. So not even dubs. Like yeah. I went to a coffee shop. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I'll go to open mic. And they're like, okay, sure. And I invited my parents again. <laughs> big mistake <laughs> we get there and uh it's, it's just a music mic right and i'm literally shooting my pants backstage i'm like oh fuck 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 i shouldn't have done this like i should have but yeah so i i go on stage and oh god <laughs> I, I was <laughs> i was so self-deprecating to the point where so i was bombing my ass off yeah and like, not only did a joke not land, but like, as a joke didn't land, I saw my father look at the exits, and then look at my mother, and like gesture oh, to no, go. No, because I was being like so self-deprecating, like I was making jokes about how like my dad would like hit me, which is not true. Oh, okay. But it was yeah. just so self-deprecating that my dad thought that everyone the venue thought that you know he was dangerous or something and yeah but i didn't register that at that point and so i was just bombing and my parents were like let's get out of here and but no we we stayed for a little bit longer i got off stage and i was like i'm never doing that again (laughs) and we get to this table at the back and my dad's like you know sam i know you want to do stand-up but uh Keep your day job. Keep your day oh, job. No. <laughs> that, that, yeah. That I think that for me was the lowest point because you see me do stand up. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever bombed to that point. Like I bombed, but like not to the point where my dad is like looking for the exits, literally. So yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that's that's tough. And but it might. I guess you could kind of look at it in in a positive way. In the fact, like, like you said, like you haven't ever had a point that low before. So, I mean, it's like, okay, that's as low as it can go. And I got through it.
2: Right. So yeah.
1: I, I can get through that. I can get through any set, you know, like I, I can just get through it. It's not, it's not going to be nearly as bad as that one. You know, it can't be. And so, like, I mean, that could be a positive for you. Is that, have you ever thought of it that way or no? Yeah. No. I sure. Yeah. I figured you would. sure. Yeah.
2: I, yeah, no, I haven't had a set like that. I don't think ever, like, I don't even think, like, a heckler could do anything to me to just be at that point, because, I don't know, you can't go back from your dad (laughs) looking at the exits and looking at your mother at the same time going, not only is he bad, but, like, he's bad enough, we gotta leave, so. Yeah,
1: well, that's a heckle in itself, he didn't say anything, right but that's, like, you're up there and you're like, uh... This is definitely distracting because that's yeah. basically what a heckle is—is is something that distracts you from your material, and that's the biggest thing that can distract. I, 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 if my parents did that, I would be distracted. I, right? I wouldn't. It'd be tough. I'd be hard to get through.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. They're also gonna be listening to this podcast. So.
1: No, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. But, but I mean, but like, it, it, it's 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 something that you've gotten through, and now you can do it again. And obviously, like, your material is way better than it was that night i can imagine oh, right. yeah. yeah so like they must be like understanding like oh you were so new into it like that doesn't you're that's not yeah. who you're who you are today because like you're amazing like i love your shit well, thank man. you and uh are we are we able to swear on here
2: uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah we are I, okay i think okay. so <laughs>
1: i just wanted to make sure um but no it's it's crazy because like you have great material and so it like otherwise like I, like I wouldn't have you on the podcast. I wouldn't right. book you on show. Like exactly. Like I love your shit, and so like, it's crazy to think that anybody that's been on the podcast. Like I, I feel crazy to like it. It. I love all of you guys, and it's tough to see you guys like bomb. And I don't. I don't like think you guys bomb as often as you say you do. Because I feel the same way. Like I feel like I bomb a ton. But like people are, like, oh, that was that was a good show, and I'm like, ah, it wasn't though. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Well, right. So, so like, we get in, we get on our own head.
2: Yeah, like you'll have the a nearly perfect set. Like let's say you got like 20 jokes, they laugh at 19, but that one joke that they don't laugh at, you're like, damn it, why didn't they laugh at that?
1: A- Fuck. Exactly, dude. I'm the same way. Like you're just like, okay, what was wrong with that joke then? You know, like, And yeah. Then you overanalyze it, and then you. Like either scrap the joke and it, it was, wasn't was a terrible joke. It just wasn't for that audience or whatever.
2: Right. But, but then you forget the 19 we, that worked. We are our yeah.
1: Exactly. Right. <coughs> yeah. And then yeah. like you're saying, like you forget about the 19 that worked.
2: Yeah. And you're like,
1: yeah. okay, well, <clears throat> let's let's keep going with what worked. You know, let's right. focus on that. But exactly. Our brains don't work that way for some reason.
2: Yeah. Unfortunately.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, how long uh, were you, or I guess, have you been an open miker? Um, obviously, every I, I feel like everybody's always an open miker, yeah. but like, I guess, how long have you been an open miker? Um, because I know you started at seventeen and then like did it for a little bit and then did nineteen, but like, when did you start doing it regularly?
2: Yeah. So I started January twenty seventh of twenty twenty two. Okay. So probably like yeah, close to a year and a half ago. Okay. And, uh, yeah, so a year and a half ago, um been going to these open mics. And, I, I mean, I, I envision myself always going to open mics. Like, even if I ever am lucky enough to be a headliner one day, I'll i will go to, like, Kansas and go to some random open mic just to try some new jokes. Like, I'll do that. Like,
1: mm-hmm. that don't bother me. <laughs> You're only going to go to Kansas, though, nowhere else. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, I'm only going to go to Kansas. I'm not... <laughs> No, fuck uh, Arkansas. No, I'm not going that, no. to do. <laughs>
1: yeah. That's awesome. Is there a, sp- a specific part of Kansas? I'm just kidding. I'm not going to. <laughs> if we For being honest, <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm glad you went with that. <laughs> yeah, right. But no, I, I like that. Like you're just going to keep doing open mics regardless.
2: Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think there's some value there. I mean, I mean to a certain point. I mean, you know. Just like with our scene sometimes, and with any comedian scene where, you know, you have 50% of them being comics, but I still think there's value in that because, you know, the it builds your stage persona, it gets you more comfortable on stage because you get more stage time, and you also know if, if a joke hits with, like, four people, it'll hit with 40, you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, I do think there is some value in that,
1: for no, sure. Yeah, well, I think so too. Like yeah. even it, like if it is uh, comedians, that's when I try to do newer stuff. If it's like only comedians or mostly comedians, <sighs> that way I'm getting like a genuine reaction out of the whole crowd rather than just like the the few that might be there that night or whatever. Right. Yeah. Because it it, it helps me because then I know like okay, and that I try to sprinkle some jokes in there that like. I know have worked in the past. Yeah. Only because then I have like a gauge as to what the other jokes got for a laugh, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll be like, okay, well, this one usually hits. So I'll, I'll say this one, gauge the laugh, and then I'll be like, okay, well, that one didn't get a big laugh, but neither did the one that usually gets a laugh. So like, then I, I don't judge it as harshly. Yeah. So, or at least that's what I try to do.
2: Right. Yeah.
1: But yeah. is that is that kind of similar to what you try to do?
2: Yeah, so I'm a little. Let's see. So, like, if I were to go like to Caddyshack, let's say, mm-hmm. I would probably do all new material. But yeah, I know in my head I, I should stop doing that because I don't know. There, there's a certain point where you don't want to just like throw everything, and then you know you miss some. You know, like you, yeah, like this joke could have worked at a different venue. But since you stopped telling it because it bombed that one time, that's where I hurt myself.
4: hmm
2: So, I, I guess in, like, places where it's only comedians, I should probably, uh, what is the word? Less in the newer jokes, I guess.
1: Okay, so
2: just, you want just, to- Just to, uh, see, like, the Cupid Shuffle joke, let's say. Yeah, yeah, That I have, uh, you know, deaf people doing the Cupid Shuffle, if that don't hit, then yeah, like you said, like, this probably won't hit, or- yep. This will do okay. You know? you know. So yeah. I think I, I should work on that.
1: <laughs> so you want to throw more stuff that you know like you've done and has proven yeah, in the past. Yeah. Okay.
2: And do less newer stuff, just so I can like space it out. Because we only get like three or four chances to be on stage a week.
1: Yeah, exactly. At least in Duluth. Yep.
2: And uh Yeah, I think I think that might be a better strategy. I don't know. I'm I'm also
1: Well, you also need to try new stuff. See if it it works. If it doesn't work, then tweak it. Like, just do something else. Or like, um, because I have like, I (laughs) I guess I I sort of put my jokes into like uh, different categories. I have some that are like, these are the ones that are like proven. Like, these are the ones that usually do well. I have some that I'm like, okay, well, these didn't do great, but I'm going to retry it anyways. You know, I got to test it out again. And then obviously you have the new material. So you're like, okay, well, this could be good. It could be bad. I like it. That's why I'm going to try it out, but we'll see if it actually, yeah. if people connect with it.
2: Yeah. I don't know if you do this, but my system is if I'm doing a new joke um, and it works, I do it again and again. I do it at least three times. And yep. if it works two out of the three times, then I keep it. Okay. And then, you know, if it only like works like once or zero, then I just scrap it. Yeah, but I don't know if that's what you do or any other comedians do that here in the scene. But
1: yeah, no, I, I do something similar to that. Um, I usually give it uh, a few more chances, but I don't do it like right away. Like I have some jokes where they didn't where they either did well or didn't do well or just kind of like mediocre or whatever, mm-hmm. where I'll say them again. But I won't even say it like I I have some jokes where I told it a year ago and then I just told it again and it gets a completely different reaction or sometimes it gets the same reaction. It all depends on the joke. But like I'll I'll give it its chance again. I'm going to give it another chance. Sometimes I'll do it the next night. Sometimes I'll wait. Maybe I'll give it next week. Maybe I'll give it in a month or a year, whatever. Like I I give it another chance, but I sometimes let them sit depending on the joke Mm -hmm. Um, or depending on if I worked on it or not. Yeah, like if I tweaked something, then I'm like, oh, I tweaked it. I'm gonna try it out this week. You know?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should, I should probably test them out a little bit more. But I don't know. I find that usually not like eighty percent of the time, if it works like at Caddyshack Tavern and then Dubs, then it's probably fine to do.
1: Well, I think that's a very good – because you're getting three different kind of styles right. almost because you're like, okay, yeah. well, it works here, here, and here. There's something to it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I'm still working on that because you know, I'm so new at this, and but you know, Dude, we'll figure it out along the way. I was going
1: to say, we're, we're all figuring it out, and yeah. I just love the fact that we're able to figure it out together too. Like just being able to go to these mics and talk and – give each other tags and just mess around and hang yeah. out afterwards and just talk like it's, it's amazing to have this community up here because it's just so supportive and loving, you know, right. it's, it's awesome.
2: Well, I, I love this yeah, scene. I, Sam, you
1: said, you said your first time was like a year and a half ago, right? Was that at Dublin's?
2: Yeah. Yeah. At Dubs.
3: But yeah, I think he, I think his first night was the same night as that we were up there.
1: Uh, it, I don't think it was the first because I didn't go. It was shortly after that. So uh, I think I was in like February, February or March, somewhere in there. Cause I was shortly after, after you got there.
2: Did Did you see uh, Sydney or Dustin? Cause I think they started in February. Yeah.
1: yeah okay. If they started in February, I must've started in March cause I was shortly after them okay. too. Okay. Yeah. I think I was like a month after them. Okay. At dubs. Yeah. So, and then obviously after that first night, I just kept coming back.
2: Right, right, yeah. yeah.
1: You guys had, you, you hooked me. Hook, line, and sinker.
2: Yeah. It, <laughs> there's something magical about doing okay the first time, and then you just want to do it the rest of your life.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's
2: an addiction.
1: <laughs> yeah, it was crazy, because the first time I did it, uh, Vandy was up here, and we were just playing darts, and we were, like, thinking about maybe doing it or whatever, and then finally, like, he convinced me to do it, so I signed up or whatever, and I did my my one-liners. I came up with... Stuff just, I had an email of old jokes that I had written down. So yeah. I'm like, oh, I'll try to see if I remember these. And right. so I just got a set put together like as quickly as I could. And then I did okay. Like you said, like I did pretty good. And then after the show, Frankie came up to me and she said, hey, we're doing a one-liner contest. You'd be perfect. Like, do you want to you wanna join this contest? And I'm like, I'm doing stand-up one time <laughs> in the scene and you're inviting me to a yeah. show? Like, of course I will. Like, right. like yeah. you think I'm good enough? So that was that's how it got me because I was just like, oh dang, this is yeah. This everybody saw. Everybody, cool. everybody was really welcoming. I mean, yeah, we went for pizza afterwards and all that. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was amazing.
2: No, I I love this scene. I I will say I was nervous at first because for a while I was like the youngest comedian in the whole scene. Yep, I felt like a little golden retriever, just <laughs> like <laughs> you, were the the golden retriever. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, I'm looking at like comics like Danny and Bob, and I'm like, "Wow, okay." Like they talk to me, and I'd be like, "Oh, I can't believe you're talking to me right now!" Oh my goodness! <laughs> mm-hmm. And like they're saying, like, "Oh, good set," and I'm like, "What? Oh my gosh, what?
3: <laughs> Wait, you're- did you did you listen to Sydney's episode?
2: Yeah, a little bit.
3: Yeah, she, <laughs> she was just like, all these millionaire com- comedians are talking." <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. She <laughs> thought that everyone was a millionaire. Yeah. We had mansions, and then she was like, oh, no, they just live in a basement. <laughs> <laughs> she
3: thought in... everybody up there was like big time comedians.
2: Right. And stuff. Yeah.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, that was funny.
1: Yeah, it's crazy, like, the perception that you get right away mm-hmm. compared to the perception that you get later on. Because, like, and it, 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 some of it doesn't change. Like, some of the, the stuff you're like, oh, okay, yeah, this was what I thought it was. Yeah. But then there's some things where you're just like, oh, I, I can't believe I thought that at the beginning. But, okay, yeah, they, they, I, it's changed. But, yeah, we're cool. We're, right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely, since I've been doing comedy, that perception has changed, especially in this scene. Yeah. Because, like, I thought that, and I can't speak for other scenes but i thought that it was like really competitive and like and it is sometimes i mean we all are in competition to each other at some aspect but i mean yeah the luth scene is like no other i mean just so supportive and even you kill or you bomb you still feel like the same person to them yeah you know?
1: exactly yeah you, you don't sp- feel like you're like lesser because you had a bomb set you're right just like, okay well you're gonna do well tomorrow so okay that's yeah. fine you know yeah
2: exactly Yeah, we have so it's not
3: it's not not like podcasting where Roddy's still trying to become
1: a host. (laughs) I mean, he mis he mispronounced Vandy, but uh (laughs) it's it's tough, it's tough. He doesn't he doesn't understand the difference between us. He he thinks Uh, that he's Roddy. Sometimes he's he's just trying to boost himself up. You know, he's trying to.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely.
1: that's
3: funny Uh, how many times should you be going up on stage every week and do you think it matters
2: um i don't know because i've been looking at the guys in our scene and the gals and i'm like well i think you should go up as much as possible i mean i've heard that advice and i try and go up three four times a week at least um you know, I'll drive out of the cities and do some and I mean sometimes I think the most I've done is like eight or nine in a week. Oh. Yeah. It, Dang. It was, it was brutal, but but a good kind of brutal. But then, you know, you got like Dustin Fawcett, freaking Michael Collins goes up like once or twice a week maybe does better than me. And I'm like, "Well, fuck. <laughs> Why the fuck am I doing all these three mics that Waste my time like
1: <laughs> <laughs> well i don't think it's a waste of time right but yeah. no, i know what you're saying like you would rather be able to do the one or two and yeah yeah that makes sense
2: yeah but I-, I would say more time doesn't hurt um even at the nights where there's six people you know you still get that stage experience uh even if you bomb you get comfortable with bombing i mean that'll just make the sold-out shows feel even better
4: you yeah
2: yeah um you get to know what doesn't work you get to know what you're doing that maybe is hurting you when you're bombing and see so, yeah, i think the more the better i mean I, so I
3: what would you say is more important stage time or writing time
2: that's a good question um I mean, if you don't write anything, then stage time doesn't really do you any good, because you don't—you're not really building an hour. But I would say both are equal. I mean, because you got to write something. I mean, I try and write thirty minutes to an hour a day if I can. Um, yeah, because it's like a muscle. Like, because if you write every day, it. You get just maybe sit on a joke one day and then the next day you're like, oh, I didn't think of that. And then you're writing that down. And then the next day you're like, oh, my God, wait, I could do this here. And so I think I think both are good. But I think writing is just as important as, you know, stage time.
1: Yeah. It's like a 50 50. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
2: Because they're both a muscle you have to work at and you, you got i think you you have to find that balance which mm-hmm. obviously we're all trying to find but that balance of getting that perfect amount of like stage time but also that writing time too.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah cuz you don't want to like what you were saying like if you got on stage like 8 or 9 times in a week right yeah but you did zero like you spent zero time writing like that that's great like, that that was that was great for that week but that's not sustainable
2: yeah, like, it gets you comfortable on stage, but yeah. there's no new jokes coming out of that.
1: Yeah, that was the loon clock. Oh, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like,
2: what? <laughs> but, I'm, I'm so deaf, I was like, is that a... air?
1: Like, oh. is that... <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is
4: that air? <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: That's funny. Uh, but yeah, so, like, what you were saying, like, it, it's it's the balance. You need the balance.
2: Like, yeah. Yeah, and I'm I'm trying to find that because it just boggles my mind that Dustin and Michael can do that, and I mean I don't know they they might be doing stuff that I don't see too, but I mean it's just it still boggles my mind that they go up once a week and they got just as much time, if not more, material than I do. But I don't know it. It's all a process.
1: Oh yeah, it it it's so crazy to like. Because, obviously, everybody's different. Everybody's got a different schedule. Like, mm-hmm. And getting the writing time and the stage time is very important. And also, like what you're saying, just sometimes sitting on your jokes helps.
4: Yeah, yeah. Because, like,
1: I'll, I'll be doing random things. I'll be playing disc golf or I'll be driving or I'll be in the shower or I'll be pooping. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, yeah. That that would totally be way better. And, like, I for me, I, since I'm one-liner – I usually think of how I can make a joke shorter rather than longer, so I'm not adding anything to it. I'm actually mm-hmm. subtracting, but I'm like, oh, if I took out that line, it's funnier and takes less time, so I can probably right. get another joke in if I do this with two or three other jokes. I have another joke.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, yeah, I find that, I mean, there, there's some jokes of mine that work well if I really sit on them and really work on them, but- God, there's a lot of jokes where I'll just be driving and a tag will pop up and, like, that solves it right there. Like, like, like what you were doing with because I have this joke about, like, being Jesus's parents. Yeah. Yep. And you gave me the tag. God damn it. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, I use Jesus Christ now, but.
1: No, that's perfect. But, like, I, I love that because it actually works better. Like when you did that, like, because I, I noticed you did it the first time you said, God damn it um it didn't get a super big reaction but then the next time you use jesus and perfect it was you got a great reaction and it flowed it was just perfect
2: yeah but like yeah like you said that took like five seconds of like hey sam maybe add this you know yeah it could be goddamn it or jesus christ but yeah yeah bouncing ideas off like tag ideas with uh comedians also would be a good one too yeah like you know help helping with your writing
1: yeah, well, yeah, and it just helps the community, too. Like, just yeah. taking that five seconds, seconds—what, what's that five seconds? Like it's going to, like, help a friend that much more? Like, yeah. get, take that five seconds, like, like, even if it's just a small thing. Yeah. And, and I try to, like, write it down so I don't forget. Right. So that way, if I don't tell you tonight, I'll tell you tomorrow. You know, like, I'll send you a message or whatever. Yeah, right? yeah.
2: I mean, I got I to gotta shout out uh, a couple people here, like Dustin. Yep. Like I know the Cupid Shuffle joke, maybe people think I I mean, I came up with like the premise, but Dustin was like, Hey, why don't you just keep going to the left? And I was like, Oh my god.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> and brilliant.
2: Now it's like one of the best jokes I have. So yep. I gotta give kudos to him for that. And but that yeah, that took like five seconds of me saying the premise and he was like, Do it <laughs> you Yeah? Know? Yep. So it's just crazy to think how you know, the best jokes are the ones s- sometimes, not always. Sometimes yeah. you work the least on.
1: Yeah, I I understand that too. Like one of my better jokes, like the one where I talk about the queef. You know the pff, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I literally that is a true story. I was talking to a friend <laughs> about comedy, and she's like, "Oh, I bet you couldn't write a joke about queefs." <laughs> and so that's literally all I sent her back. I just sent like the the. Pff, and she laughed hysterically. She's like, oh, my God, that's so funny. And I'm like, I got to write that down. And then yeah. I did, and it worked. Like, it's just, it's crazy how, and I, like, I put in the effort because I literally was trying to think right. of a joke for yeah. a queef. But then I'm just like, as soon as it came, I'm just like, oh, that's super simple. Like, it's mm-hmm. super simple, and it works. So, I'm going to keep using it.
2: Yeah. Nah, it's just crazy to think how, I don't know. The, the more we try, the farther it gets away but then when we let go the jokes come yeah for at some part you know
1: oh yeah and it, it can be at random parts too you could literally be on stage and it hits you and you obviously just do it like a it's just on the whim joke yeah. and it works right and, and yeah. it could either be a tag or it can be whatever or you could literally be in your car you could be pooping like yeah right i've, I've like been talking on a podcast and i've come up with either brand new jokes or tags um, and it just works, you yeah. know, and you're just like, why? Like, we weren't even talking about that, but all of a sudden it just pops in my head. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. I don't know how brains work.
2: <laughs> we to talk to a neurosurgeon for that. I
1: know. We should, like, connect our brains to a neurosurgeon yeah. technology thing. This is the stupidest podcast. I don't know what that's called. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Just
2: <laughs> <laughs> so keep calling that back.
1: <laughs> uh... But yeah, it's it's crazy how uh comedy is just a uh, it's so much more there's so much more to it than you ever think. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy.
2: Yeah, and it's it's interesting cuz like I don't know how the bigs do it, you know, like the Matt Rife's, the Kevin Hart, like I mean just coming up with an hour every well maybe not every year but like every two years. Yeah. I mean, I know they're still going up almost every day and, but like, and they have more time, you know, they they don't got a full-time job other than stand up. But I mean, I just don't know how they can come up with all that and still do just as good Mm -hmm. in an arena or theater. Yeah.
1: Well, some of it, I guess, um, once you know how to do an hour, I feel like it's a little bit... Sorry, we uh, got a call from Vandy. We must have lost him. I don't know when we lost him, but... You there? You just lost me. Okay. Yep. Okay, sorry about that. When uh, when did we lose you? No, um, not
3: too
1: long. A few seconds. Oh, okay. Oh. Sounds good. <laughs> um, but no, like I was saying, um, I feel like it's easier once you already have done an hour. Yeah. Because then you that... kind of have a formula. You might have an idea of how you want it to flow. And stuff like that. So, like, I've never written an hour. So, I mm-hmm. guess it would be hard to write an hour since I've never written an hour before. Right. I thought that about 15 minutes. Like, when I was doing my first 15 minutes, I'm like, oh, man, this is this is harder than I thought. Like, I'm used to only writing five minutes, you know? Like, I mm-hmm. got to start figuring this out. And then after you write your first 15 minutes, it's easier. It's obviously still hard to, to get it down, especially, like, when you want to make it better than the last time. But, like, it, it, it's a little easier because then you have, like, a little formula. You have what you like, what you don't like. You can try different things. and Yeah. So, I think maybe that's the case with an hour or two, I would imagine.
2: Yeah. That, that makes more sense. Yeah, I guess. Yeah.
1: So, like, once, you, once you've once you done it before, it might be a little easier. Yeah.
2: Because I know Kevin Hart, not to have him as the example, but, like, it took him 10 years. It takes, I think, most comedians, like, 9 or 10 years yep. to get that first hour in. But then after that, they're churning out hour long specials in like every two years. Yeah. Roughly. But yeah. Like, so it's like it's like
3: Ronnie said, they got they got the formula that You know, you do your first
2: one and
1: you're like, all
2: right, now I know how to say. Yeah. Yeah. Well maybe that's it then. After. <laughs> yeah. That's the answer to all uh Hour long comedy specials, right there. Man,
1: we just came up with the answer. So um, we have like the the best information on the stupidest podcast. It's the smartest podcast at this point, I think. We uh, we we figured it out. We've nailed yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're a comedian, you're welcome. We've just solved all of your issues. Do, just do it for ten years. Get your first hour in. Then just keep doing it.
2: That's yeah. it. That's it. Just do it. Just takes ten years of work. That's all. <laughs> yeah. Just do
1: it. Just do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah that's uh yeah once you're able to like get that i i i hope that's something that we can do like once we get our first hour i feel like maybe in 10 years from now we're going to be having this conversation again and yeah. we're going to be talking again on the stupidest podcast and we're going to be talking and we'll be like, oh yeah remember when we were talking about doing 15 minutes and that was hard like yeah right yeah. So, Sam, is stand-up comedy what you thought it was going to be?
2: No. Definitely not. I uh, first got to do it because I wanted to do, like, movies and stuff. Oh, interesting. But I found out real quick that if you want to do it that route, you just have to love stand-up, you know? Mm-hmm. If you, if you want to keep doing it. And But now I do it literally just to do stand-up. Like, I... I don't I don't care about like doing movies, I just wanna do stand up. Like that's it. So I guess I thought I thought that people only got into it
1: just to go to movies. You thought it was like a stepping stone. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
2: that's what I thought. Um I don't know. I didn't really know much. I mean, I was a dumb 19 <laughs> year old I mean, I'm still a dumb twenty three year old kid, but I I guess I didn't really know what to expect. I uh, I had a lot of anxiety going into it. Like, of course, everyone does I mean, It's public speaking and yeah. But like, I, I guess I was like, "How do I do this?" Because like my first time, I didn't eat for like a week. I mean, I I, I ate, but like I I maybe ate like a thousand calories every day, so I was like losing weight just how nervous I was. Yeah. So I was like, how do I even do this if this is what it's going to be? You know, at before every single show, am I going to not eat for a week? I mean, that, I can't do that. I can't survive doing that. Yeah. But uh, no, the anxiety got a lot better after a while. And I was like, okay, you know, 10 years of doing this. And if I have a big Netflix or like a big theater show, it's going to be fine because... The 10 years of experience prior will lead me up to that.
1: Yeah. And I'm sure you're going to be nervous, especially like <coughs> if you end up getting a big show like right. that. You're, yeah. you're yeah. going to be nervous. You might have another week where you don't eat or whatever. Yeah. But, but it's not like your very first time where you didn't eat for a week. And then you're you're realizing, oh, I got to do this every week. I'm never going right. to eat. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, even even now, I mean, all of the big show, like, gosh, I think I did like some sort of gig for my school and I was like really nervous but I was I was able to like eat beforehand so like I think getting over that like first time hump just automatically let me like eat normally again
1: yeah
2: but I mean even like before like I I didn't realize like before a show I still won't eat a lot you know like but then after I'll be fine because the nervousness nervousness is gone or like 3 hours, 4 hours before I'll be fine. It's just that 4 hour window before a show. Yeah. I don't know if you're like that if you get, get I, nervous and- No,
1: I'm I'm usually the same. I try not to eat a ton before a show. Um but I like, <laughs> like after a show I'm perfectly fine like especially yeah. like Wednesday nights when we go out for burgers afterwards. R- right. I can eat a burger immediately as I come off stage if I wanted to. But yeah. if I were to eat that burger before my set I feel like it would affect my set in a negative way just mm-hmm. because uh, maybe it would be, there would be some positives to it, but I I think I'm the same way. Like I do still have that little bit of nerves, like going up on stage and I feel less nervous. Like when, wh- I don't know, I maybe it's more focused. I don't know what it is, but my body feels different when I don't eat before. And, yeah. And I, I need that.
2: Yeah. I know Sebastian, I read his like book that he, his like audio book or something. And he said that he eats like a big breakfast and a little tiny lunch. And then he just starves himself till showtime. Okay. And apparently that like gives him like this, like energy to do what he does for an hour or two. Hmm. So I've done that and it don't work for me. I Okay. <laughs> I, I, I like it like I mean, sluggish.
3: one of the <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. And I, I feel like I should have at least had a snack before just to kind of wet my because I get like dry mouth really bad. So okay. if I don't eat, it just gets worse. But um, but yeah, that's something I didn't realize would happen. You know, that whole hunger thing. Um, I didn't I didn't realize how long it would take to like have any sort of success. You know, yeah. like like I said before, I thought it'd be like five years Netflix special. That's not, yeah. there's no way in hell that's happening. I mean, I'd be lucky to even get one, you know, so, you know, and I, I've heard all these, even the big name comedians, you know, 15, 20 years until they get recognized yeah. of some sorts. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't realize really? the process that it took.
3: Yeah. If you listen to Ron White, Ron White was talking about it. He said, I was about ready to give up on comedy. He said, that was like almost 20 years in the 15, 20 years in the then and blue collar. Comedy tour came out and I blew up. Yeah. He says, and it blew up for me at the perfect time because I was already 15 years and nobody nobody knew about me. So I had all this material already yeah. stacked up. He said, so it made my career so much easier because nobody knew about me.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I've I've heard a couple things like like Bill Burr, he slept on like futons in New York for years. I mean, until he was like thirty-six, I think. And then he finally got some success or enough to just get off of a flipping futon. Yeah. So I, I didn't realize the the actual grind that it took. You yeah. know
1: the the commitment it yeah. takes. Yeah.
2: Yeah. The sleepless nights, the shitty gigs where you lose money yeah i mean it i guess i didn't realize that but i still want to do it even though i know that's gonna be the journey
1: yeah well i feel like the journey is is worth it even if yeah even if you don't like ultimately get that big huge fame or whatever Um, I just really enjoy doing the open mics with you guys like the journey itself like doing open mics going out hanging out afterwards um, just all of that stuff is is worth it like it's so fun and just going on stage (laughs) doing open mics is fun get like producing shows is fun like I enjoy every aspect of it like I love I even love going out and doing posters yeah like throwing up posters I like just love talking to the different places like hey I'm a local comedian. Do you mind if you put this up somewhere? Like, is and it, it's just cool, like how some people in the community react to that. And they're like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna come to this show. Like that sounds awesome. That's yeah. like so much fun. Like yeah. yeah." I didn't realize that aspect. Where I thought it was like you do
2: your shit, you get off stage, you go home, you know, mm-hmm. and you do it all again. But I didn't realize like no, like you do your stuff, you hang out with comedians, you network. You make friends, and then you go home. You know, like you, you actually network. That's a big part of it Mm -hmm. is knowing certain people, and then getting shows that way too.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: But also, just the whole camaraderie of the whole scene too. Just being there, just to because you enjoy their company.
1: Exactly. Yeah, and it just is a benefit of like hanging out. Like, it's, it's cool because you get to hang out with, like, the funniest people. Like, it's, yeah. it's fun because, like – and you, like, also share that, like, with them. Like, you also try and you, you create that craft together. It, obviously, it's – you create it separately, but, like, you come together and create a community of comedy, which is – I don't know. I, I just love that I'm, I'm a part of any community, yet alone this community, you know?
2: Yeah, right. So. No, it's a, it's a good bunch. Yeah, I feel, like I said, I feel like a little golden retriever.
1: <laughs> Banging in everyone's feet. Just <laughs> yeah, we, we need to start getting shows at dog parks now. Yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> just doing crowd work on random
2: dogs. <laughs> Whose butt you did you snap golden... today?
1: Yeah, what
3: kind
2: of dog you are bringing you? bringing up this golden retriever
3: thing, and we're going to really have a hard time turning you into a
2: bad yeah, that's that is true. Yeah,
1: we need to we need to pick a more badass dog for you. Yeah, <laughs> Rottweiler, mm. something like that. There you go. You are a Rottweiler. There you go. You're the Rottweiler of the Duluth comedy scene.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh
1: yeah. <laughs> the Rottweiler of Twin Ports comedy, Sam Bondis. That's how I'm going to announce you. <laughs> do, it, do it next time do it next time you host yeah i'll do that i'll do that for you
2: <laughs> audience will be like what
1: yeah what? <laughs> but but people that listen to the, this episode of the podcast are gonna be they'll they'll laugh yeah yeah we'll have we'll have people laugh oh yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: absolutely oh
1: absolutely <laughs> i'm
2: just gonna keep <laughs>
3: uh, it, how long have you been writing and how do you write for example do you write On stage or off stage, and it's off stage. What does your writing process look like? You got a notebook. do
2: You yeah, jotting down your
3: phone voice messages.
2: Yeah, so I do it a whole bunch of different ways. I so I've been writing probably like probably a little over a year and a half. I I probably started writing jokes probably for two years now because I just was a little scared to get on stage at the start, but um my process is like a whole bunch of different things. Like the main thing I do is this might be a little crazy, a little unique, but I just go in my living room. I take the mic that I have that like prop mic for that Helen Keller joke. And I literally just pretend like I'm performing. And then like, I take a concept, let's say, I don't know if Jesus was Gen Z And then I just rant on that for an hour. And then I just pick the couple of lines that was like, oh, that's funny. Oh, that's funny. And I just do that. And I either do that or at work, I, we have like this time where it's not like a break, but it kind of is because I work with kids and they have like, you know, sessions with like speech therapist and. I, I could just sit there and just write jokes for half an hour.
1: Okay. So Ooh. that's
2: how I came up with the thank you, fuck you joke. Oh, I just nice. typed that out and somehow it worked. But yeah, so it's a little bit like on a tablet. It's a little bit like, you know, some of it's in a notebook and I'd say like 75% of it is literally just in my living room, just pretending like I'm performing that's- and then writing down the lines that actually worked.
1: That's really cool. So when you do that in your living room, are you filming yourself or how is No,
2: does- oh, absolutely not. That's okay, not.
1: Okay. I I'm just
2: alone. If my roommates are there, I don't do it. <laughs> I just, okay. I might sit down and like think of a premise if I if my roommates there, but no, I just I just I don't film, I don't record. I just go and see what happens.
1: So you go see what happens and then Uh, If it's not funny, obviously you don't write it down. But if it's funny, then you write it down and then that's how you work from there. Yeah. Okay. So um, if you uh, end up finding something that's funny, do you continue just working on that part of the joke or do you try to expand and then come back to all of them later?
2: Yeah. So what I do is I I think of a line like, oh, that's funny. Like I, I identify that line's funny. And I might try it in an open mic. And then from that line, I will expand the joke. Okay. So, um, like, be having two senses. I came up with, uh, you know, having two senses. Like, I'm proof God made humans on his day of rest. I was like, okay, that's a good line. Yep. So, then I just expanded it with, like, a bunch of act outs. And I, I try to go at it from different angles. Like, okay, what would I do if I converse with god here what would i do if god said this you know you know. so i guess i expand i expand it with act outs because I, I know i'm physical so i kind of have to you know put act outs in there just to see if it's funny or not mm-hmm. so
1: no i like that a lot that's yeah. really cool that's it that's definitely not how i write but that's also because <laughs> yeah I'm not expanding on my jokes like I will expand on some of them sometimes I'll have like tags or whatever mm-hmm. but I'm not trying to get in depth about any right. material at least yet like I would like to get to that point but I love hearing the different ways people write because then you learn different ways like now I kind of want to try that and just sit and yeah talk for an hour because
2: well, I've been on stage and I've come up with lines on stage just because of that pressure. Yeah. So I kind of just want to emulate that as much as possible so I can get that same effect. I mean, obviously, it doesn't happen all the time. But there are some times where I'm like, oh, that's a great line. I should do that next time. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: That's cool. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's so cool. Uh, so do you ever practice? Obviously, we're talking about it now. So I'm just kind of trying to get this in it tied together but do you ever practice your jokes alone or like in, fa- in front of family and friends like do you also do that because it sounds like you don't in front of your roommates
2: yeah i don't practice in front of my family i like you know if my family asks like oh what new jokes are you doing and then i'll like perform the jokes but if i have a newer premise like i might call my parents and be like hey what about this joke and sometimes be like oh that's funny or sometimes they'll be like what so I'm like okay I gotta work on that but no it's 99% of the time it's alone
1: (laughs) okay yep
2: and I yeah I just very self conscious about people watching me work on new shit and yeah and maybe I should be more open to that but it, it seems to be working okay just writing alone and you know just working on those new jokes at open mics or so
1: yeah no that i mean and that's the perfect time to practice is open mics like that's when right. you that's when you need to fail like if, yeah. if it's gonna fail that's when you want it to fail um but yeah no i also i i do the same i'm, I'm trying to do it less in front of family and friends um because i do practice jokes on family and friends but it's 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 just not the same environment. So you don't get the same reaction. Right. Like I've uh, actually just recently at uh, one of my last shows, I was talking to a friend that I've told t- hundreds of jokes to like off stage, And so I've told her a ton of these jokes. And she just she doesn't like my style. Like, she doesn't like one liners. It's just not for her, she says. And <laughs> but uh, then I did the show and she's like, oh, my God, you were so funny. And I'm like, <sighs> Well, yeah, but they're the same jokes yeah. I've been telling you.
2: Well, in, like, yeah, it, I think but your your delivery is different. Upstairs, yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's totally different because I like when I started, I I went downstairs. My dad has an office downstairs, and and uh, I'd just be like, "Hey, Dad, what about this joke?" Yada yada yada. And a lot of times, my dad would be like, "Get back upstairs." Yeah, <laughs> hey. I don't want this shit. Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm calling credit unions stop. (laughs) (laughs) I'm calling credit unions. Which I mean, to his to his fairness, I mean, I was coming down to him with these jokes where he was in the middle of something, and you know, with comedy, you need to kind of get in the mood. You know, you need the lights dimmed. You need someone to warm up the crowd. You, You need a lot of different factors, and. Going to a family member being like, hey, what about this? Is kind of like, eh, maybe that's not the best.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Especially when they're distracted. Because right. I do the same thing. Like, I I've did it at work, like with my coworkers, and I'll be telling a joke, but then they're also waiting for the next person to come up. So you're like, oh, okay. Well, like, it didn't work because they were distracted or whatever. Right. But yeah, no, I, I completely understand that. Yeah. Dang! Yeah, like I said though,
3: Roddy, your, your delivery is so much different when you're on stage yeah. than when you just telling jokes. Because you told me jokes that I wasn't a big fan of, but then I hear you do them on stage, I'm like, oh shit, that actually work.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I think that's maybe a little like I don't know. I, I just want to see if the concept is funny when I tell people like, hey, if I say this but in a different way, would do you think it'd be funny? And in my head, I'm like. I know exactly how it's going to sound on stage, but I don't know how to express that to you. You know, like mm-hmm. when I'm telling a friend like, hey, this is, th- do you think this joke is funny? Like, I know it's not funny right now, but like, can you see it being funny on stage? Is like h- how, yeah. I'm, how I'm actually asking somebody, but they don't have that experience. Right. So it's so yeah. tough to, to yeah. do it. Like, and, and when you run your jokes by me, that's how I try to picture them now, that you on stage. You're on. And, and that's exactly how oh. I'm picturing it. While I'm saying it, even though I don't say it how I would say it on stage all the time. Like sometimes I I do, but like it doesn't feel like I am because of the environment.
2: Right. Yeah. But Well, then you go on stage and there's like little nuances that make the joke better. Like maybe a mic tap or an expression on your face. So it's like it's just so different. Yeah. Or,
1: Or maybe earlier on in the show, somebody did crowd work and now I know somebody in the audience and I can be like, hey, right, Tony?
2: Like, yeah, yeah, can, then that gets a laugh. Yeah, and, exactly.
1: So you can add stuff just on a whim when you're on stage, where, and you can do that in real life, but it's not the same because it's you don't have that connection with the audience. It's a different experience. It's a different everything.
3: Right? Yeah. And, and like you said, like I, I, I figure I, I could see you having a real hard time running, running jokes by somebody because you are such a physical. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah.
3: yeah. Well, well, I mean, from what, from what I heard and what I've seen. Is a lot of your joke is that interaction with your body and your yeah. facial expressions and all that.
2: Yeah. That adds to the joke. I've got on dates where girls are like, Yeah, tell me a joke and I'm like <laughs> uh, I don't think Yeah, this is not I'm gonna look weird if yeah. I tell you right now. Like the <laughs> dragonfly joke just fall on the floor.
1: In the restaurant. Yeah, in the restaurant.
2: Glasses clinking like that that's not a good look for a first date.
1: Yeah. Oh, I want to see that though. We need to like do a sketch of that. You doing a step like on a first date, doing a- one of your bits. Oh, that would be terrible. <laughs> to the left, to the left, <laughs> yeah, to the left. I'm just, out of the state. Yeah. Oh, uh, and then she's going to the left, to the left. Yeah, yeah. She's also going, <laughs> but she's going her left. You're going your left. You yeah, we're going just, opposite directions. Ob- yeah, that's not going to end well. Yeah,
2: exactly. That's not
1: no. She's going to Walmart, you're going to Target. Yeah. <laughs> oh haha. Ha, ha. Call back,
2: call back. Call back alert. Call back. Call
1: back alert. We should make that a song. Call back alert. <laughs> I, don't I don't I'm not a musical guy. We're in the music room, but I don't know how to play any of these instruments. No, I'm not one. I don't I know mean, how to play
2: one, uh, one. don't ask me. I'm deaf, so I don't know. <laughs>
1: <what> <laughs>
2: any of these sound like
1: <laughs> Well, that one sounds like a piano. Uh, I'm just kidding. That's not a piano. <laughs> it's a guitar. <laughs> wow. I don't even know what that is. Yeah. I pointed at something. It's a something. It looks like a guitar, but it also could be a ukulele, but it could also be something completely different. Yeah. It is, di- it oh, is completely I different. I think it's a mandolin. Isn't it? Isn't it a mandolin? It could be a mandolin. Oh. It could be a mandolin. Cool. <laughs> yeah, um, do you, do you have guy
2: something that? new?
1: <laughs> what was that? You record your sets, and
3: if so, does it help with future performances?
2: Yeah, yeah. So and you know, people have said this on your previous episodes, but we have Danny, she, you know, graciously um records all the sets. Uh definitely a dubs and superior a little bit more. Um so yeah, and you know, being physical, I literally have to watch my sets. Like I can't just go off a voice memo that I do go like off voice, like voice memo just so that I can like see when the laughs were and like how many laughs I got. But yeah, definitely recording the sets like physically. Um, Danny does that. I also do that. Sometimes I have a camera now that I use, but you know, I I gotta get a new laptop, but Mm -hmm. Yeah. Basically, it's yeah, recording sets physically, so I can actually see them, and I really thank Danny for that because there's been jokes that have bombed, and I've looked back and I've been like, oh, I just have to do this just a little bit longer, and it'll hit. And so, yeah, I think she saved a lot of you know, my bomb jokes just from recording, you know, one night. So.
1: Yeah, so it's It's recorded, and then the next time you change it just a little bit, and all of a sudden it hits. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, to answer your question, it's, yeah, just recording in front of a camera, and then watching it back, like, God, I'd probably say I watch 25 times, at least. Each one? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, at dubs. I I, I mainly look at dubs just because it's the, well, I do look at Superior, but, yeah, I probably watch each of those, like, like per week. Yeah, probably, like, 25 times. Wow.
1: That's... Yeah. I need to listen to mine more, because I listen to mine, like, two or three times. That's it. And then I'm done.
2: You, you well, so, yeah, like, I think Sydney said this, but, like, you you don't really hear or see anything the first couple times, but then I think she's right, like, the fifth or sixth time, it's like oh, shit, wait a minute. Yeah, That's doing that. This is doing this. Hmm. You, you start to notice more.
1: Yeah, I might need to start doing that more often. At least, like, five, six, ten times. Like, Yeah, I man. recommend it, yeah. No, I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to do that. Have you ever, like, recorded your set, and then, obviously, like, what you're saying, you catch yourself doing stuff. Like, has it ever affected you negatively?
2: Um... Not really, no. I okay. think it's all positive.
1: So like um, yeah, so like whatever you see as a quote unquote negative, you can turn it into a positive. Yeah, yeah. Like
2: like I'll see something I'm doing, like a nervous tick. Like I used to sway back and forth a lot oh, when I okay. first started. Yep. And I, I do that maybe a little bit, but it's definitely gone down. And but yeah, I, I see that from the videos I'm like, okay, I gotta stop that. Or I might do a joke and then I'll go anyway or no, but, you know, I'll put in little us or.
1: Yeah, there's something that you don't want to say in between. I am the same way. I I have a lot of that. I'm sure you've noticed that in the past where I'm like, if it doesn't work, I usually have some sort of a tick in between. I'm like, ah, or I don't. Uh, I don't yeah, yeah, like yeah, right. ah, or other stuff. And it, it annoys me, but I still do it every now and then. I'm like, oh, stop it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but you know, I've definitely noticed those nervous ticks just from those videos, and yeah, yeah, I, I really have to thank Danny because if she didn't record those videos, I mean, I don't I don't know where I'd be. I mean, I'm obviously not like great, but like, dude, I, she's definitely sped up the process for
1: sure just yeah. from recording those. Yeah, well, and I'm sure just the volume that you listen and watch those that gets in your head and you're you're listening to those ticks, and then it like gets to the point where you're like okay just you I, I can't listen to this the next time I record and so it like is like almost subconscious you're like I need to get rid of this I need to get rid of this I need to get rid of this and then it just fixes itself essentially
2: right yeah 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 that's usually what happens I get so stir crazy about it I'm like okay I gotta fix this right now
1: yeah hmm maybe instead of Watching TV shows, I'll listen to my set more. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that that's be, a good start. Yeah, yeah okay. that'd be helpful. I'll I'll take away like, I don't know, how much TV do I watch? Probably eight hours a day. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if, I, if I only watch seven hours of TV, I'm just kidding. No, it it helps for sure. Yeah, no, I think that's something I'm gonna start doing. That's that that's very good piece of advice. Yeah. Everybody should do that. Right now. Start listening. Yeah, right now. Only my stuff, though. I want them to listen to my stuff. Yeah, yeah, your stuff.
2: Yeah. No. Don't listen, <laughs> give me, don't give listen me to pointers. your shit. Listen to Roddy's stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> actually, real quick, can I go to the bathroom?
1: Yeah, yep. Actually, yeah. I was just about to say, I think this is going to be a great time because we're going to get into uh, your questions. So, okay, right, Sam. Well, that's all the questions we have for the first half of the episode. Do you have any questions for us?
2: Yeah. So, I was wondering... You know that there's there's a big comedy boom in the 80s yep. you know like chris rock adam Sandler, you and know, all those guys do you think that <clears throat> there's gonna be like a comedy boom now like in the 2020s 2030s like do you think that there's a boom going on or will be going on
1: man i hope there is that'd be sweet like i i think that uh If we have another comedy boom, I think now would be a great time, especially like because like podcasts are obviously booming right now. So I think that that's beneficial for comedy because a lot of the people doing podcasts are comedians, which I think makes a lot of sense. So I feel like there could be another boom happening Mm -hmm. and I feel like it could could keep growing, Uh, especially like. I don't know, being in our community, our community is growing. So, I, yeah. I can only imagine if all of the other communities start doing that again. Like, I could definitely see a boom happening. Yeah. So, do you? what about you? Do you think there? Are... I
2: think there might be. I mean, I think after COVID, just being holed up for so long, I think people want to get out. And especially the first couple years after, you know, yeah. 22, 23. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like there's something stirring up. Mm-hmm. But again, that's just my opinion, But
1: Yeah. No, I, I think that. Randy, what do you think? I think we're in the middle of the bull. You, you think it's already boomed? I mean, it's your
3: I mean, your number one newscast right now is Joe Rogan.
1: I mean, your biggest newscast is a comedian. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people are getting a lot from him. I
3: mean, in... in it's not just comedy isn't just New York now New York and LA anymore it's Tennessee it's Texas I mean Minnesota' is starting to grow and actually become a place too I mean there's other cities that are huge for comedy now you don't just have to live in those two big cities if you're a comedian anymore
1: yeah yeah the the internet has helped it a lot like I feel like mm-hmm. I well obviously it, it it's probably a little biased because of uh, <laughs> the internet like having all of the the algorithms and stuff like that but I see a ton of stand-up comedy but that's probably because I'm a comic and I'm following it and that's the only things I really do follow besides disc golf so I see disc golf and comedy all on my feeds. that's all I ever see so I I agree with Vandy like in my view I already see the boom but that's because I'm in the community so I feel like it could get bigger though I feel like it could be to the point where like everybody is getting stand-up and stuff like that
3: yeah I think I mean it's to be honest, I mean I think it's already pretty huge. I mean, like Jelly Roll, the singer. Yeah. He when his new album came out, he goes, My agent asked me what, what kind of what what I wanted to do to push the album. He goes, what what stations do you want to go on? What what television TV shows do you want to go do or whatever to push your album? He goes, I don't want to do any of them. He just, he was, all I did for this last one was I hit all the podcasts. Hmm. Why would I go on a, the late night show when they're only getting, you know, 6 million views or something like that or 5 million views when I could go on Joe Rogan and get 16 million? Yeah. That's I'm true. I'm getting more views off of comedy podcasts than I could a late night show. Yeah,
1: so. That's
2: right. a good point right there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and just imagine if he were to do, like, the stupidest podcast. Oh, man, <laughs> if he could get on that. Oh, yeah. Oh, he'd be blowing up way bigger than he is now.
3: Oh, if he could make his career. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure. For
1: yeah. sure. And just oh. w- just wait till Sam Bondas starts his podcast. Oh, absolutely. Oh, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. That's the name of the podcast.
2: Yes. <laughs> We're gonna have a couple chapters. Uh, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> mm, great, yeah. <laughs> just phrases when I don't hear shit. Yeah.
1: And then you're also gonna have your physical part of your your podcast, yeah. so it's yeah. gonna have to be a video, or it could be funny, and you could be just do a an audio only podcast, but you do a lot of physical jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that would be what interesting.
2: Was, yeah.
3: What I was thinking was uh, we're gonna release this, and if it doesn't blow up, Sam. I'm gonna re-edit it and leave the first half hour blank. The reason it didn't up
1: was nobody could see the sign. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We were gonna do a sign-only <laughs> podcast today, but <laughs> 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 we really, could, we really, figured we might have to get into video to do that.
2: Yeah, really cater to the uh, deaf community. Yeah, right exactly. There. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well then my my next question we're just, we're just over
3: here if you guys could see this
2: you'd you be laughing your ass up <laughs> exactly oh yeah. yeah my my next question to you guys uh which sort of what we talked about do you think you need to move to l a or new York to uh like do do you stand up full time or like pursue anything comedy wise full time
1: man, I kind of like what Vandy was talking about. Um, so I can maybe let him expand on it more, but oh, there's the loon clock. Um, I like, I, I think that you, you don't necessarily need to go to places like that. I feel like maybe it could be helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like you could definitely benefit from going to LA or New York. Yeah. But I feel like it is possible in other places. Like I've seen comedians become professional comedians in Minnesota. Like, and they, they obviously travel outside of Minnesota, but they're like localized in Minnesota or Wisconsin or wherever they are. So I've seen people get to the professional level. So I feel like you don't need to, um, which is very inspirational. Cause like, I mean, I'm hoping to be able to do that one day is to just make a career out of it. That'd be the ideal goal of it. Um, I don't think it's necessary though, you know? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it was just like what you were saying, Vandy. So I guess if you want to expand on that.
3: Well, I, what I would say is I, I don't think you need to, It, but it also depends on what you want to do in the comedy. Like if you want to do a sitcom or something like that, then yeah, you definitely probably need to go to a bigger city.
4: Yeah.
3: But if you just want to do stand up and run a podcast and all that, I don't think you have to go anywhere. This can be your home base. Minnesota can be your home base. I mean, heck, if you have, if you can find the right scene, Iowa to be your home base. I don't really care as long as you're doing stand-up. But if you want to not, with a bigger city, you better be good at social media. You better be good at video editing, and all of that. I mean, you 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 got to be more talented in those areas. Yeah if you yeah. just keep this as a home base because you, you're the one that's going to be responsible in sharing yourself. Yeah, right. Um, but, I mean, you can't just stay here, I don't think, though. You definitely got to venture out. I mean, like I said, this can be your home base, but you you better be touring to other states so you can grow your crowd.
1: Yeah. Or at least go visit the crowd. Like, if you're able to grow your crowd online, at least go visit your crowd and go go see where they're actually at. So, like, if you have a lot of people in Florida or North Carolina or yeah. Nebraska or wherever they're at, like, go go visit them. Go see them.
2: Yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. Danny's doing that right now. Where she's, uh, yeah, went to Florida, um, North Carolina, just recently went to Madison. Yep. So she's really, you know, expanding that
1: mm-hmm.
2: and
1: yeah, she's, she's going all over the place. I think yeah. Vermont was on that, that list. Yeah. She's yeah. going to Vermont. Yep. Wow. She's, yeah. she's got a lot of stuff going on, which yeah. is, which is great for, for her and the community. Right. Like, yeah. cause then she gets that experience and then she also shares the knowledge that she's learned from those experiences. Yeah. Like, cause there's not a lot of us doing that right now in the scene, which it, it, it's helping just learning from those experiences.
2: hmm Right.
3: So I have heard from other comedians, the guys that are using Tennessee as their own base now, and Texas, I heard Segura even said, it said, and if I didn't do movies and didn't want to do movies, he said, I shouldn't have done this move a long time ago. Oh really? Because they said we're in cent- we're in Central America. Like we're in the center of America. So do you know how much money I'm saving on flights now?
1: Yeah, that makes sense because they...
3: when I was in California and I had to fly to New York, he says that flight was expensive because it's barely anything. Else. Hmm, interesting.
2: Huh. Everything's so
3: much closer, closer because I'm I'm in the center of America now. So my flight, he goes, travel time is way faster, way easier, way cheaper. That makes sense.
2: Yeah,
3: I mean, we're Minnesota is right dang in the center. I mean, granted, dead center, but we're in the center.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, we're from east to west. We're in the center, but I mean, yeah. obviously, going to Florida would be a little, little longer flight. A little but. bit,
2: by, but yeah, right, yeah.
1: No,
3: I,
2: that,
1: I, heard, I like that. I've heard a lot of them say that it
3: just it makes more sense. Like, I mean, if you can build your crowd where you're at, he why would you ever leave?
2: Yeah. What yeah. I've heard a lot of comedians to. Uh, like a lot of comedians will be like, oh, I want to go big, and so they'll move to L.A. right away.
1: Yeah. You know, they
2: haven't even got on stage. Sebastian did that.
1: Really? Yeah, Without being on stage, he just yeah. went to L.A. <laughs> he just
2: went to L.A. And he, 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 he doesn't regret it, but he said somewhere that, you know, you got to get your feet wet in your town, and then maybe go. Hmm. But that's a smarter choice, anyway. You also got to look when Sebastian...
3: Was coming up,
2: yeah. It's like the early 2000s, I think. Okay, so
1: but I mean, he was also working in the 90s there. Okay, I got I got a uh,
3: comedy roundup with Sebastian. That comedy roundup was a tour with uh Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn put on a comedy tour called the Comedy Roundup, and there's a the DVD, and it was when. Sebastian was just starting out. Like, he was still a headliner, just becoming a headliner. And then after that tour, he goes, Because of this tour, I could finally quit my day job. Wow. Wow. I don't have to serve. He he was a server in in, uh, LA for years. Yeah. Doing side jobs just to pay his bills.
2: Yeah. he, He said that he. And I I got all this from his book, but he would serve and then he'd do a 15 minute spot at the comedy store and like his break. But then he'd have to rush over back to the uh, restaurant to serve somebody.
1: Wow. Yeah. That's crazy.
2: Yeah. So he literally
1: did stand up on his break at work. Yeah. Interesting.
2: So he had to like get like his buddies or his co-workers be like hey can you cover me real quick while i go do this set and then
1: come back dang yeah that's cool so like
3: i, like I said you gotta you gotta look at the time that he was coming up to right. social media isn't what it was Social media it wasn't what it is today yeah yeah he was coming up the only social media there was was myspace
1: yeah, yeah that's true yeah and that it, obviously some of them were starting up but they weren't what they are today
3: right yeah. and the only person that really I mean there's a few but the one guy that really made my space was Dinko.
1: oh yeah he was the one he was the king of that yeah. yeah dang do you have any other questions for us those are the two that I had for you guys yeah I like those questions those are good I like them well thank you yeah sweet all right. Well, we're gonna get into the second half of our questions. So we have ten more questions here for you. Okay. Um, and then we'll get into our dedication because I know we are actually yeah. already mentioned your dedication. I don't want to spoil mm-hmm. it, but we we mentioned your dedication. We so. sure did. Um. Okay. So, do you have any other hobbies outside of comedy that you feel might help <clears throat> with comedy?
2: Yeah. Um. I definitely. So I work out and I like go to the gym four times a week. Um.
1: I definitely no
2: think show. that <laughs> it doesn't it? show. He said it doesn't show. <laughs> well, I'm wearing a crew neck right now. I'm kidding, Fanny. I'm kidding, <laughs> I know. i <I'm> <laughs> No, no, you're good. I, uh... but no, I think that working out definitely like helps that consistency. Mm. Cause I feel like, you know, if I skip a workout, you know, I feel just as guilty as if I skip a writing session. Mm. Or if I skip a mic, you know. Yeah. So it definitely helps with that consistency. Um. What else? I think you know, and I guess this isn't like much of a hobby per se, but like hanging out with friends, it kind of gets you to like let loose and kind of let go of like fuck, fuck, fuck. Like, what what can I make this joke to work? You know. Yeah. So, I mean, I've had jokes where I can't figure it out, and then I hang out with friends and. Just me being in that relaxed state, I just think of that joke again. I was like, oh, shit, that tag works. And so so I guess those two things would I definitely credit to helping my stand up and, you know, living life. I mean, I'm so young that like I I found that jokes just come from experiences, Mm -hmm. you know, so and learning stuff, you know. Just the dragonfly joke is just from reading the news. and Yeah. So it's just, I guess being young also helps that too. You know, just keep learning stuff and, you know, getting better every day with that knowledge and helps make a joke.
1: Yeah, I think that's 100%. Plus, I feel like, because I know you say that you have, like, you feel like people, like, perceive you as being innocent. Mm-hmm. I feel like just having life experiences is automatically going to change that yeah. like I feel like just time and experience is, right. is going to change that and I feel like in a couple of years like you're going to experience a lot more in your life you're going to experience a lot more comedy in your life so that innocence is going to like slowly evaporate Um. it might even be a quick evaporation or whatever it might go away quicker than you anticipate too like right once we buy you that leather jacket I think you're already <laughs> going to be Ten steps ahead. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: I I, already see you as a rottweiler.
1: Yeah, I already see you as a rottweiler too. (laughs) Like you are already that rottweiler. Like you're you've been you've been barking the last ten minutes. I don't know what.
2: (laughs) I ended it up. (laughs) That's what I was. I thought I was. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was. I'm so deaf. I was like, okay. Yeah. No, I'm barking. Yeah, that was
1: you. That was you. Like. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, that's cool. I I agree with working out though. The, working out is it helps you cuz it like it just gets you into a different mindset. Like mm-hmm. I, I mean we worked out that one time. Yeah. That one Thursday we worked out before comedy. Yeah, I, <laughs> <laughs> I I've been working out for a couple months now. Um you know, I'm just- but I, I usually work out in the morning. I, I that that was the first time like in this amount of time that I like worked out right before comedy. Mm-hmm. And I could tell a difference on stage. I was so much more relaxed. I was more focused. I was just it was so nice to have that like yeah. exercise out of the way right before yeah. the set.
2: Yeah. I don't know what it is, but working out right before it just kind of clears your mind a little bit and I mean, you still this have that is all anxiety. endorphins. Yeah, yeah. It, it raises your endorphins. Yeah, it gets you happier because of that. And yeah, it just gets you ready to go. Mm-hmm. Even if you bomb, you're like, oh, well, at least it worked out.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. helps with that anxiety, all that. Right.
2: Yeah, 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 for sure.
3: What is your favorite part about doing comedy? And what is your biggest fear about doing comedy?
2: Yeah, so. The first part was uh, my favorite part, you said? Was that the question? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's just how much it's changed my life. I mean, I can't really pinpoint one part because, like, comedy so far has, yeah, it's just made everything better. Hmm. The relationships, the... Um, just how I see myself, how others see me, how I'm making other people feel. I think th- I I think that's my favorite part, just seeing me change as a person. Because like before comedy, I was like, you know, very quiet, very introverted guy, and I still am, you know. But I mean, I haven't talked for like three hours to someone before, like right now. But
1: yeah,
2: um. But no, it's just changed so much, and I have the Duluth scene to think, and yeah, it just I, I've, I'm have i a completely different person than what I was a year and a half ago, so I think that would be my favorite part, or like the best part of comedy, is just seeing the growth, and then continuing to grow, too, and just seeing everyone else's growth. I mean, I've seen some people's personality change from when I first started to now, in a good way.
1: Yeah, so. yeah, like they are more themselves. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I've, I, I have seen that too. Yeah. I've seen that in you. Like I've seen you like grow and you're just like, I I, I see that you are losing that innocence, which is fun to see, you know? <laughs> right. Because it's almost like I get a chance to re-lose my innocence with you.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 If that
1: makes sense. I yeah, know. yeah no, it
2: does. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird to think about because l- like you – the question prior just i didn't expect this you know yeah i didn't expect it to impact my life this much and so and it's only been a year and a half so it's like what's gonna happen in five years 10 years yep so it's going good so far
1: <laughs> yeah well, no, i'm i'm excited to see it too just like not only for like myself but for you and for everybody else in the community and people that have like were a part of the community but have gone elsewhere i want to see their growth i want to see everybody like i want to see like just it's so fun just being able to see all these different stories unfold in front of your eyes like it's it's really cool
2: yeah that's another my favorite part is just seeing the differences that people grow up with you know me being deaf um you know, Dustin, his life, and Sydney, her, you know, trucks, and like, all that she's done. Yep. Um, I mean, everybody has a personality on stage that you just can't emulate.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, every single person of Duluth scene, even in the Twin Cities, I see sometimes, like, oh, my God, that's you can't emulate that at all. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very interesting to see how you can just create comedy out of, Nowhere by uh, just yeah. your life experiences.
1: Yep. Yeah, it's crazy how like unique everybody is right. in, in the scene. Like, yeah. in, in not only just in comedy in general, like you just see so many different personalities, you see so many different styles, you see so many different ways of doing it. Yeah. 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 Some that work, some that don't work too. Like, and then like sometimes you'll see. The styles that, that work not work for a night. Or you'll see some styles that don't usually work. All of a sudden, that was the best one for the night. Like, it's right. it's crazy. Yeah. yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah, it's just crazy to see, like, the different styles and how the audience reacts to it. Because, like, you have a darker comedian like Patrick. Yep. Nope. And then you got a little light comedian like Sam Bondis. <laughs> it's just it, to see that and... And then like different styles, like Danny and um, Bob. <laughs> oh my God, Bob! G <laughs> <laughs> Willikers! <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love the pussy. <laughs> it's so funny. You're just gonna it's do. You're it's just gonna, gonna do good. Bob bits for the next half hour. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's awesome.
2: <laughs> I know. And I also look up to all these guys. I mean, I mean, it's just. That's also another favorite part is I'm I'm one of the youngest in the scene, and I get to get advice from people that've been doing it for almost a decade or over a decade. Yep. And I get to see them grow, they get to see me grow, and I get to see the younger comedians also grow. Yep. And yeah, it's just it's awesome.
1: Yeah, it's it's really fun. All right, so what is your biggest regret? in your comedy career so far, if you have any.
2: Yeah. I mean, obviously this is a cliche regret, but starting earlier, obviously, mm-hmm. um, I wish I would have, I, I don't think I could have started at 17 just cause there was nothing in like Fairbo where okay. my hometown was, but, yeah. um, I, I definitely wish I would have started at 19, but then again, covid like it just i don't know at the very least i wish i would have started like maybe like six months before like that july when we started coming back okay yeah instead of january but i don't know i don't think six months would have made or break anything but and with that i mean i i do say like i am grateful that i'm starting now at 22 or started at 22 rather than you know, just keep waiting until, so. So
3: you're in your 30s
2: like us? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But no, it's no, it's just nice to see the different ages too that do it too. But
1: Yeah, and the different lifestyles, like people have had a lot, like in the community have different lifestyles completely, like some people like their jobs are completely different. Uh, they're either, right. some of them like just going to school. Like some are not working. Some are like, it's just a wide variety of, right. of people.
2: Yeah. No, yeah, for sure.
1: Lifestyle, just lifestyles alone, all kinds of lifestyles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: Have you ever bombed? And if <laughs> so, what did you learn from the experience?
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Definitely from my second time off, I learned that uh, don't take your parents to a comedy show, at least not at the start. <laughs> um, also, don't take your date to a c- when you're doing comedy. That's something that should. <laughs> I mean, I've taken a couple dates and I regretted all of them. <laughs> OK, just because y- you see a side of me that I think Sam Schwartz talked about this, but you see a side of me that's not really me it's somewhat me but it's not
1: 100% me. yeah it's not it's not the the version that they're going to be dating like they are right. dating that that comedian you but it is right. it's not at the moment like that's something that they'll get to it like experience down the line i feel you know yeah. it's not like a hey we're meeting for the first time yeah uh, here's right. here's this <laughs> yeah
2: yeah i've learned that yeah don't do that but like <laughs> But, like, when you're, especially when you're bombing, like, when I started, I hated bombing. You know, I, like, like fuck this, you know. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, okay, well, this is really the only way to get better. Like, so you might as well just embrace that. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm getting better. They're not laughing right now, but I am getting better. Yep. So, that's what I've learned. And then I've also learned. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I've also learned that uh, when you're bombing, maybe, and I I have to work on this for sure. Maybe address it once, but after that, just plow through it. Okay. (laughs) Because I've seen Danny and like, and I I really look up to Danny and Bob and and you know really all the comedians, but I just like because they're experienced Mm -hmm. and. Um, I just see her like maybe bring it up once, but usually she doesn't bring it up at all. And she just plows through it and I'm like, okay, well I got to do that. (laughs) So I guess, you know, learning to do that and sticking with a bomb and not like, you know, bring it up. Um, yeah, overall just, you're, you're going to get better if you bomb, yeah. I mean, obviously, if you keep bombing for years on end, it's like, okay, what am I doing wrong here? But you have some good shows and a bomb every once in a while. It's like, okay, that'll that'll teach you something. It also teaches you humility. Like, you're not the best comedian in the world.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, I I, I like what you just said there. Like, you need to bomb, but you need to learn from it and have those good sets. Because if you yeah. have, the, if you want the good sets. Obviously, right. everybody wants the good sets. Yeah. But you need to have those in order to for the bomb to be beneficial.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. you want to you want to be there to reap reap the rewards. Exactly.
1: Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, would you uh, consider yourself a funny person off stage? Then
2: I've been told I am, but I don't think I am.
1: Because okay, interesting.
2: I. Like, I'll be at work, and I'll, like, try too hard.
1: Oh, okay. And
2: then it just doesn't come off authentic. But then there's times where, and I think everybody has this, there's times where I'm just, like, not even thinking of it, and I just did the best joke ever. Like, like, there's this one time in college where I just was just bullshitting, and and in front of, like, 20 people, and I was just being me, and killed. (laughs) But, then I like try to be funny the next day, and they're like, "Who the fuck is this guy? Like, <laughs> get him out of this room right now!" So, but yeah, I, I've been told I'm funny. I just, I guess, don't believe it.
1: Okay, well, I until I'm on stage, yeah, but. I. It's an interesting answer because I feel like if some people tell you you're funny, I feel like you're funny off stage. Like if people tell you you're funny off stage. Then I it it's got to be true, right? Like, I don't know because I think you're funny off stage. Personally, I think you're funny off stage. Well, thank you. Yeah, not on stage, but off stage. Oh, okay. no, yeah. Just kidding. Well, thank you. <laughs> no, you're funny on stage too. Um, but no, like, I I've also had the same kind of experience where people, some people say I'm funny off stage, but some people like I'm just not for some people, and so like I'm not funny to them. Obviously, mm-hmm. but yeah, no, I I definitely understand that, but. That's an interesting answer. I like that. that yeah. Like, especially because it's tough to think you're funny, especially because you've experienced all of you. Like, because I know there's definitely times in my life where I just don't feel funny at all. And so, like, since I've experienced that in my life, like, I know there's times in my life where I'm like, oh, I'm not funny. But then there's times in my life where I'm just like, oh, yeah, I, I was funny. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm a pretty funny guy, yeah. you know, like. So, I guess it all depends on like the time of when I'm asked. To. Right. And I feel like that's kind of similar for you, it sounds like.
2: Yeah. Well, with comedy. When you're hanging
3: out with comedians, when you're hanging out with comedians, do you
1: find yourself trying to be funny? Like the hang afterwards?
2: Oh, is that a question?
1: Like. Yeah. Like, do you feel like when you're hanging out with comedians, do you feel funny?
2: i Afterwards,
1: like, after I, the show's
3: over and you guys yeah. are just hanging out having burgers or whatever, do you try to be funny?
2: No, I try and sit back and just observe. Because, like, everyone, everyone is, like, a lot older than me. So I'm like, I might as well just, like, sit back and at least learn something. Then just try and get a laugh in, you know? Um, I don't know. I guess that's just me being the young guy that I am that like oh well these people are 30 sometimes 40 years old and so
1: so you're just taking it as a learning experience yeah and a, and a good yeah. hang because it's it right. is fun just to hang too sometimes where you're yeah. not there's no pressure you're just like and if there's something that comes up like of course you're gonna say something that if you think it's funny and we yeah. are gonna get a laugh out of it yeah yeah, yeah. how about
3: you right?
1: oh I like some there's sometimes where I like if I see like an opportunity and I like Know something would be get a little laugh. I I try to throw something in there to try to get a little something. But I'm not like sitting there like I need to get a laugh. I need to get a laugh. Yeah. I need to I need to get these guys to laugh at me. Like I'm not sitting there trying to do that. Like I'm just sitting there like, like just hanging. And then I'm like, oh, that'd be funny. I'm gonna say that. Like it's just literally off the the cuff. Yeah. It's not like I'm, si- I'm always looking.
3: I'm always looking for the funny thing. And then when I'm around most people, are like something's people. Gonna- so I'm trying to look. <laughs> oh
1: no. no, I'm never trying to, like, beat people to the punch. I'm, I'm sitting there, like, observing, and then if I think of something funny, like, and sometimes, like, I'll think of something funny, but I don't get the opportunity to say it, and so I just don't say it, and I'll just write it down and use it in my act sometimes. It, it depends on, like, what it is, because if it's, like, something that's only funny in the moment, it's not something I'm going to write down. Like, it's got to be something that I can use on stage.
3: Yeah. Usually, usually whenever I'm uh, normal, anytime I'm hanging out, I'm always
1: looking for the joke. I'm out, al- yeah. I'm always looking for the joke, but I'm not necessarily always looking for the joke to. St- I-, I don't need to say the joke he- here and now. <coughs> like I'm looking for the joke, but I'm not necessarily looking because like, oh, I need to get the laugh now. I'm looking. Okay, I need the joke for later. I'm more concerned about later than now because when I'm hanging out now, now is just. My experience, I don't, Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to live life and and I'm, I'm trying, like I'll write something down for later. So that way I can make it funnier because I feel like I'm funnier after given a little more time than I am in the moment. And that's, I think part of the reason why I don't do a lot of crowd stuff, but I want to try. Yeah. But
2: yeah, I think, I mean, if you look to try and be funny. You're probably not gonna be funny. I mean,
1: yeah, I think that's true. Also, you just
2: want to live life, and so that's what I just do. I just like hang out with you guys, and I'm like, okay, like I'll just have fun. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I don't really try and be the life of the party because I never really am. Like that's not me. Sometimes I might be, but like I, I don't look for that.
1: So yeah. Well, and sometimes it, it all depends on your mood, too. Cause like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I've also seen, like, at hangs, like, you've definitely been the life of the party sometimes. Like, it's like it, it all depends on the time, you know, and, like, right. what the situation is. And, like, yeah, I, I I just like a good hang. So I don't want to, like, I don't want to ruin my own time by trying to come up with something that I yeah. think might be funny. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. But like if it happens, it happens. Like I, I'm, I'd love to have something funny come up, but yeah. if it doesn't, I'm like, oh okay, well that's cool. It's still a fun hang. <laughs>
4: exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but that's just me. I, I, I don't know. I like I said, I, I am just like you, Vandy, when I'm looking for the laugh, but I'm doing it internally to the point where I'm just like, like writing stuff down for future use. And I do the same while I'm doing the... I'm always looking for the joke. i Yeah. Which makes sense. I'm around I'm like, going <laughs> to I guess that's the competitive part of me too, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, because you are a, you're a competitive guy. That is, that is you.
3: <laughs> what is your most memorable night of comedy?
2: yeah so there is there's a couple, so well, yeah, so, like I said, that crowd work set where I just like bullshit it for five minutes, that was a really nice moment, yeah uh, um, I had this one set of dubs where I don't know, it was like everything I said had like was followed by like seven seconds of laughter. And, I mean, it was a great, like, a too great of a crowd. <laughs> I've never had a crowd like that again. But it was either that, and then I did a show with uh, Dan, I'm going to butcher the last name, Hindenkamp?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he does Sounds
2: off-the-rails right. stuff, and he let me do a guest spot. He was nice enough to let me do that, and uh, he, so I get I get there. It was a five-minute guest spot, and it was like, oh, you want to do ten? you brought some family so you know you could do 10 sam and i was like i'll do five you know five. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I ended up doing close well i think it was 10 and but I, I was sick i was coughing i was like i had 4 hours of sleep so I was like fuck man i i was ready for five but yeah no but it went really well and so i think that set was probably like Probably top three-ish. Um, yeah, I'd say those three that I listed were probably one of the best.
1: Yeah, the most memorable for yeah, you. Yeah, the most yeah.
2: memorable. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and obviously, like, your bomb set was pretty memorable when you were talking about that. <laughs> yeah, that, that was, a, oh. Obviously memorable in a, in a different sense.
2: Right, but, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're going to have too many of those. Okay.
1: Yeah, no, that... Hopefully not. Yeah, I was going to say, like I said, I think that's a positive, because now you already know what the bottom is. Yeah. Just work your way up. And it
2: happened right away. Yeah. So, if I can go... If I can get past that, I could probably get past almost anything. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. All right, where's the coolest place that you've ever performed?
2: Let's see. I think I opened for C. Willie Miles at my hometown, Faribault. And uh, Paradise Theater. That's cool. Yeah, it was like two hundred and fifty seats. That that was pretty damn cool. Um, cool. when I did the talent show in front of four hundred at Skalaska, I like that. It, it was nice because, like, it just looks like a uh, not like an arena, but like it just looks like you're in front of a shit ton of people.
1: Yeah, well, it's a it's a theater. Like, it's, it's right. big. Yeah. It's a yeah. lot of people.
2: Yeah. So, I'd say that. Um, I also performed at my deaf school. And it was nice because it was, like, very old. Because like, it was built in, like, the 1860s. Mm. So, it was like, they had, like, the, you know, the main floor. And then it had, like, a balcony. So, it, like, it like looked like a theater. Like a, like a proper theater. Yeah.
1: Yep.
2: So, I'd say that was cool. And I, I like dubs, too. I mean when I host there, I, I like it a lot. It's the lighting and all that, you know, it, it feels like a comedy club.
1: Yeah. I, f- I agree with that. Yeah.
2: Um, Yeah, I think those are like, I guess with, I would say my top,
1: those are the ones that you think of when you're thinking of. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's cool. Yeah. I like that.
2: Yeah. Oh, and then, uh, sorry. State fair. I oh, like that. Yeah. Yep. Nice outdoorsy feel. That was a, I think it was like in front of like 150 people. So it was like a decent crowd. Yeah. but Yeah. It nah. was nice just to, I think it was also like it was under the lights too. So like it was dark and, you know, yeah. so it was like a nice feel of like what a night, a night outdoor comedy show would feel like.
1: Yeah. Where or like
2: comedy I, set. I how'd say. you do the state fair? How'd I do? Well, how'd, you, how'd, you get, how'd you get into the state fair? Oh, how'd I, how'd I do get? That? So um, I went to the Proctor County Fair, and I I won that, and then that automatically like gave me a bid to the State Fair. So Ooh. yeah, and the the County Fair was like three minutes away from my house. So I just looked it up. I was like, oh, cool, and so I just went and just to see how I do, and yeah, I ended up winning. And that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I went to the state really fair cool. and I got booted off the first round, but I mean, it <laughs> was still a great experience. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, and then Acme. Sweet, yeah. I sh- sorry, I should uh, plug Acme. That was pretty cool.
1: Oh yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. What were you gonna say, Vandy? That's sweet. That's
2: really
1: cool. Yeah. Acme. Where, where did you do comedy
3: at the state fair though? Like, were you in the? Molly Lodge. Or?
2: Um, no, it was the family fair stage. Yes. It's by, uh, what was it by? It was by the art gallery. Okay. Um, there are like a bunch of rides. I mean, obviously it's the state fair, but like, (laughs) there are like a whole bunch of rides to the side. So, and it was, it was like in like a tent almost, Mm. like a, like a, Big cascading tent. Nice. So, the stage was huge. Like I could have fallen three thousand times, however much I wanted <laughs> off that stage.
1: <laughs> but yeah, I'm glad you didn't fall three thousand times. No, no, no yeah, no, <laughs> would hurt.
3: <laughs> Dang. And where would you Where would you do a special, given the opportunity?
2: Yeah, I've been thinking about this a little bit. um either at my deaf school, cause that holds probably like if it, if we could pack it probably like 600. So like a decent crowd, but I mean, if I were to really like, like Netflix special, like imagine it. Hmm. I'd probably do like the, uh, I do the deck. Oh, there you go. I like the deck a lot that I went there for a, comedy show and yeah it's it's just a nice feel it's like intimate but it's also huge yeah so I yeah I'd like the deck for sure
1: there you go it's a good answer especially and it's local so you'd also be able to invite right. everybody you know
2: yeah yeah, yeah.
1: and yeah. force them to laugh
2: yes force them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: You're gonna laugh you just hold up an applause sign <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Then sign for the deaf people. To, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Applaud. us go, yeah. go. Yep.
1: <laughs> do it, but like in a threatening way. Just like put a threatening uh, look on your face. Yeah, say, you better oh, yeah. do this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so, what do you normally wear on stage? Would you like to change? And if so, what would you wear?
2: I don't really. Um wear much. I mean, I mean okay, I, I wear something on stage yeah. is what I mean. But. You
1: you have taken your shirt off yes, on stage. I I've have, seen that a couple times. When
2: I started I did a little Brute Chrysler <laughs> ripped version of that.
1: Um, nice. <laughs> I found that
2: it Yeah,
1: I've done that, but... Can you explain who Burt Kreischer is to Vandy, though? He might not know who that is. That's his favorite. It's his favorite comedian. Oh, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no, I I did that for a little bit. And then now I basically just sort of what I'm wearing now, you know, like a um, blue khakis and a white shirt, you know, just make sure. just making sure that the colors coordinate okay
1: okay
2: um that's yeah, I, I guess if i were like to host it dubs or do like an actual show i'd look a little bit nicer maybe put like a buttoned up shirt over it just to layer it but yeah yep good sim- simple but casual
1: yeah i like it yeah so it were, would you change any of that like like if you were to do like a special oh yeah, yeah. i would probably
2: wear like a bomber jacket, or you know, look a lot nicer. I guess I got you. Yeah, more more appealing. And then it'll all have to depend on like the the special like color background and
1: well, yeah, because you'd have to obviously coordinate with that too. You wouldn't want to like wear swim trunks, but then like you're right, just in the yeah. middle of a city the atmosphere. You know, like the, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why that those were the two things that came to mind, but <laughs> <laughs>
2: right, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so you know, prim and proper but also casual, I guess, is what I'd do. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. If you could open for any comedian, who would
3: you want to open for?
2: I mean Sebastian would be nice, obviously. Um I wouldn't mind opening for like Nate Bargatsky or Jim Gaffigan
1: that'd be amazing cause,
2: yeah <laughs> cause like they're clean and I'm sort of clean and I just kinda wanna
3: see you open for me
2: yeah yeah that, that'd be cool cause we started at the exact same time or the exact same age I should
1: say I was gonna right. say you started at exactly when Nate Bargeski yeah <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> actually I'm 42 uh, gotta take off the mask real quick yeah but yeah, I the, just watched the podcast and uh, they were talking
3: about who do you think's gotten prettier in their age? Nate, <laughs> Nate is about good. nate needs to be fucking ugly. <laughs> yeah, and now look at him—he's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's lost some weight. Hold up a picture, man.
1: He has changed. Like he looked
3: horrible. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: looked nerdy, nerdy I don't, think, I don't I think, think. Yeah, I don't think he looked horrible. He did look different, but I don't think he looked horrible.
3: He's nowhere near as pretty.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think when you're, what he is now, he was horrible. I comparatively, I guess maybe. But uh, well, when when you're rising to
2: the level of like that money too, you know that helps. Like yeah, yeah, having money, you'll look good when you make millions of dollars. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I would look way better if I had millions of dollars. Let me tell you. <laughs> I'd have all of the coolest Rams jerseys. I, w-
3: <laughs> I guess you can really tell the difference between probably a $500 haircut and a $20.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I would actually probably spend money on a haircut. I haven't done that in years, so. <laughs> Get my beard trimmed. Looking oh, over. yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Looks well, pretty trimmed right now.
1: Looks good. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. Yeah. I wouldn't be shopping at Walmart. I might actually go to Target. <laughs> you know, <I'd>... exactly. <laughs> like the callback <laughs> once <laughs> again.
3: This <laughs> is it nice shit. Holy hell! Yeah, <laughs>
1: this is crazy. I can't believe they actually have stuff that fits. That's weird. <laughs> it's a weird concept. <laughs> yeah.
3: Ring, ring 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 what what ring
1: is that? <laughs> this one has a logo on that. What's that? Is that I, I recognize it, but I've never worn it before. A <laughs> uh, Adidas, A adidas? Adidas?
2: Adidas. <laughs> The only thing I think about about is Kyle Barber's joke where he was like, Oh yeah, I
1: got my dick tattooed oh. and then <laughs> Yeah. 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 It's apparently that one's got some good views. Yeah, yeah, it's got. Some <laughs> it don't got ten, tens of views anymore. It's yeah. got hundreds of views yeah, now. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but, well, sweet.
2: Yeah.
1: I'm wait. Okay, yeah. Vandy's not doing it. Normally, Vandy does it, but it's uh, becoming that time of the night. Ah. Time of the night is that. It is dedication time, baby. Oh, let's go. I just wanted to see if you could do it. (laughs) (laughs) That's how Vandy always does it, so I had to do it his way. Um, No, it's dedication Dedication time. time. So, dedication, uh, we dedicate all of our episodes to a comedian. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whenever we have a guest on the episode, we have the guest pick who they want to dedicate their episode to. Mm -hmm. So, Sam, who would you like to dedicate your episode to?
2: I would like to dedicate it to
1: Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yes, sir. Who's that? (laughs) (laughs) One of the
2: greatest comedians to ever walk the face of the earth. I think he boomed in the 80s, if I'm correct. That sounds right. Yeah. And, you know, his physicality and just, like I said, his improv was just unmatched. I mean. Unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Wild Um, man. Yeah.
1: And not only, like, in his stand-up, but in his acting, in... Right, everything.
2: yeah, like, his acting, too. Like, yeah. he was
1: in insanely talented. Like, yeah. Nobody <laughs> can touch him. Yeah.
2: And he, he didn't start stand-up till he was, like, 25. Wow. So he wasn't, like, really, really young when he started.
1: Yeah, so you are already ahead of Robin Williams right now.
2: Yeah, I just don't got as much talent as he has yet, but... Yet. I
1: mm-hmm. like that, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like... Did you notice he said yet? I liked mm-hmm. that. Yet, I like it. Yeah,
3: Robin. Robin studied uh, theater before he got into comedy. Yeah, yeah.
2: Which that that probably helped him a lot, mm-hmm. especially starting out.
1: Yeah it's it's crazy how well known he is. Like, yeah. if you talk to, I'm sure everybody I know knows. If you like mention anything about him, they'll know his whole catalog. Yeah. A, a, a big part of his catalog I should say. Yeah. I don't know everything about, but you know a lot of his major yeah. roles.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And he he made some of the greatest movies of all
1: time. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. He he was In movies that, movies that a lot of us grew up to. Yeah.
2: Yeah. He he was just as good of an actor as he was a comedian. I mean, yeah. He he was he's pro- he was probably better than like the more serious
1: actors out there. I mean, yeah, and then he also did stand up on yeah, top of yeah, that. Yeah. he like, just
2: happened to do stand up on top of that.
1: Yeah. He's
3: he's one of the bigger actors that brought comedy to the to the big screen.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if yeah, if you if you don't know who Robin Williams is, you have some research to do cuz <laughs> I I don't you think live under a rock. Well, not only do you have to do research on Robin Williams, but you also have to do research on what is, what the world is, because <laughs> yeah. you don't know him. You got a lot of other stuff to get caught up on.
3: Correct. Right. All right. All right. Let's, let's go. You each get one. You can only pick one, because Roddy, I know you'll name like six of them, so only one. Name your favorite Robin Williams
1: movie. <sighs> Putting a lot of pressure on do you. Why don't you start, since you're this is your question? I need time to think. Mrs. Doubtfire. Mrs. Doubtfire is a good one. I
2: was gonna say that.
1: Oh, you stole his. Yeah, so you can't take it. It's taken. Oh, you you got to do another one (sighs) now.
2: I gotta think.
1: Um, there's actually one. It's not my favorite Robin Williams movie, but it's one of the uh, more recent ones that I've seen. Uh, One Hour Photo. Ooh, that was a good one. That's a more mm. serious role. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Let's see. Mine would be... Oh. Mine would be a Dead Poet Society. Oh, Good one. Ooh, that was a good one. Dang, that was
3: even
1: in
2: Yep.
3: That's a really good
1: one. Yeah, okay. so many good ones. Yeah, I always think of him as a genie in Aladdin. Oh, yeah, he was. Yep. Yeah. Or, uh, the, <laughs> or the or the in that movie. yep or the bat in uh, um Ferngully yep he was funny oh, in that <laughs>
4: think
3: of uh, another one I think about is uh, Good
1: Morning Vietnam oh oh yeah classic yep yeah. <laughs> man there's yeah. Look him up if you don't know who he is. Even if you know who he is, go watch some of his stuff again. Yeah. Oh, Hook and Jumanji. Oh. Jumanji, yeah. Yeah. The, one of the biggest. Okay, Peter Pan, dude. He's probably one of the greatest Peter Pan's of all time. Hook, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually one of the what first. You? That's one of the first Robin Williams movies I ever saw, was Hook. Yeah, after that, I was hooked.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But him. Um, <laughs> I just see Chad in the background. But um,
1: Yep. But but he's also like shaking his head no. Yeah. <laughs>
2: the Pete's going,
1: All right, all right, all right. Yeah. We're having funny. We're having fun. We're having fun. <laughs> I see that in yeah, that's yeah. hilarious. But well sweet. Um, well Sam, do you have anything that you want to promote coming up?
2: Yeah, so I've got some shows coming up. Let's see. Uh, this is coming out the 28th of
1: August. Yep, this is coming out the 28th of August. Okay. So on the 31st of August,
2: I'll be down in the cities. I'll be doing a show called The Crane Killers. Oh, nice. Yep. Um, it's going to feature eight of us, I believe. And we're all doing 10 minutes each. Let's see. And that's going to be in Minneapolis at The Crane. And tickets are Comedy at the Crane is going to be what you look up on Facebook, Instagram. You can find tickets there. So that's on the 31st. Uh, I don't know when my acne date is yet. If I even got to the semifinals, I don't know yet. But um, then the 16th of September, we're doing uh, what's the
1: title of it? Set Up for Failure.
2: Set Up for Failure. Right. No. Set Up for Failure. That is in Duluth at the Caddyshack. At Is that 7? Yep, 7. Perfect, 7, seven PM. p.m. Tickets are f- $10. $10, okay, $10. Uh, But no, it should be a good show. It's I've been to the last two, and it's I've never laughed as much as I have in those two shows. Nice. So it's... That's going to be a good one.
1: Yeah. Well, and... it's, it's fun because it's a game show and a comedy show because yeah. it's, it's comedians have to guess my punchlines. And you guys have heard some of my punchlines. You might be able to guess some of them, but uh, these are the jokes that I, I'm not ready to bring on stage yet. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting to do them. So you're basically laughing with the comedians because you guys are going to come up with better punchlines than me. And then you're gonna take them, and then I'm gonna take them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I have better material. Right. Um. That's that's how I benefit from the show. So, um. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's really cool because then we get to, you guys get a laugh at me, but with the comedians, and I get to get some material. You guys get to r- have the writing experience, and mm-hmm. you get paid, obviously, for for right. being on the show. And it's oh, we just, do. I mean, you got to talk to Chad about that. He's the one. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm just the one that came up with the jokes, and I'm yeah. I'm gonna be making a fool of myself. Uh.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, it's gonna be a fun time, though. It's oh yeah. Like I said, last two I've gone to, very good, very good. Well, thank you. And then yeah, so that's the 16th, and then oh yes, the we're gonna have a roast battle in Duluth, Caddyshack again. Uh, September 30th. Uh, I won the last one, so I'm trying to get a two Pete here. Yep. Um, yeah, that will be fun. We're featuring a lot of great comedians that are going to roast the shit out of me. And
1: uh, and I get to judge you. Oh, you're the judge. I'm the judge. Uh-huh. One of the judges.
2: I should have kissed ass this whole segment here,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Roddy. Oh my goodness! Oh hey, my
1: goodness! Hey Sam, remember that last uh, roast battle where you beat me? Oh, uh... <laughs> not yet. first round. He's, a, yeah. no, I'm just <laughs> That's
2: gonna bite me in the ass. Oh, that's goodness. gonna. <laughs> but no, it, roast battle should be a great time. That that's very successful show that's been oh, yeah. put on. Um, I think that's it for shows. Um, a lot of contests. Okay. This yeah. upcoming month. So, yeah,
1: well, good luck at Acme. And if you get a date, let us know, we can post it on our yeah. social medias and we can, we can do that for you. Otherwise, I mean, if you guys uh follow twin ports comedy on Facebook, that's going to have a lot of this information also. Um, otherwise you can always check our website. Um, I try to keep that updated. I actually have to update this week, but we'll get that updated. Um, We'll add the shows as they come in. If you want to add a show to that list, mm-hmm. let me know. We can put it on our website. Okay. Um, same with all the other comedians. If you guys are listening and you guys have a show coming up, let me know. I can put it on the Stupidest Podcast website. Um, we'll just put it under events. So. The website is? www.thestupidestpodcast.com. Nice. Um. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to plug? Do you want to plug any social medias or anything?
2: Yeah. Yeah. But as well... Uh... I'm on Instagram at Bondus Sam, B-O-N-D as in James Bond, H-U-S, and then Sam. So Bond, Huss, Sam. Sweet. And that's also for TikTok. And then you can just find me on Facebook, Sam Bondus, and just in reverse from Bondus Sam. <laughs> and
1: yeah. Sweet. Yeah, otherwise, if you guys uh, also want to listen to Sam, you can always catch him at uh, any of the open mics up here in the, the Duluth area on Tuesday nights. We do it at the Caddy Shack,
2: 8 p.m. 8 p.m. We uh, do Superior Tavern at 7 p.m. Wednesdays and Thursdays at Dublin's 8 p.m. And then hosting every now and then uh, at, at Dublin's Saturday, 6.30 and 9 p.m.
1: Yep. Perfect, and then uh, it sounds like we might have something coming up on Friday. I'm going to keep that. I'm I'm not going to give the details yet, but it sounds like we we might have something moving forward on Friday nights uh, here in the Duluth area. So (laughs) keep uh, keep an ear out, and you might hear some more about that in the future. So I don't want to give the details out, but we might have something going. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited. That's all I'll say. Just giving a teaser. I don't want to, like I said, I don't want to, don't want to give away the whole kitten kaboom that's awesome that community is growing
3: every month It seems
1: like. yep
3: dude I think this was a great episode yeah Um, thanks thanks for coming on
2: yeah thank you for having me always wanted to be on here yeah no problem so
3: those of you listening go check us out on Facebook Instagram Twitter big following on Reddit um, (laughs) TikTok (laughs) Snapchat (laughs) Uh, you can follow us on Snapchat at the stupidest pod. Um, Add us. If you guys have any questions, or ideas, or thoughts, or anything, or if you think you might be a good guest, send us an email or hit us up on social. We'll get back to on social. But cool. if you've got a long, long, something to say, hit us up on email at the stupidest podcast
1: at gmail.com. Okay. Uh, anything else I'm
3: forgetting?
1: Um, no, I think uh, the only thing that you missed is that if you do want to check anything out, you can go to our website. Uh, I mentioned that earlier. It's www.thestupidestpodcast. Okay. On there, you can find our merch. You can find our Patreon. You can find our events coming up. You can find uh, pictures of Vandy and I. Um, you can find information about the podcast, you can find episodes of the podcast, you can find just about anything you need, uh, Stupidest Podcast related, uh, or any of the the host <laughs> information, uh, whether that be the main host in Justin Rademacher, uh, or, or the other main host in Justin Van Deventer. <laughs> you see how I saved it? <laughs> see how I saved
3: he's it? Trying to, he's trying to save that because he knows that we're recording the intro to
1: this show. Yeah. I am trying to kiss ass now before that <laughs> yeah. happens. because You guys already heard it, but I haven't, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, if you guys yeah. uh, want to hit us up on any social medias, we appreciate it. Go like, share, subscribe. Uh, if you guys uh, do that, we also have a giveaway. If you guys listen to the episodes where it's just Vandy and I, we do a $25 gift card giveaway every month. Uh, if you go share those, uh, those posts and comments, we'll we'll get you guys in that that listing, and we'll uh, put your name in the the hat, and you can have your chance to win a twenty five dollar gift card. So, yeah, so perfect. Otherwise, thanks, thanks again. again yeah,
2: yeah, thank you guys. Really appreciate it. So this was a lot of fun. It was good talking to you. Yeah, you as well. Good Seeing you again. Yeah, good seeing you again too.
1: Perfect. Well, otherwise, without further ado, uh, thank you guys very much. I hope you guys have had as much fun as we did. Uh, until next time. Have a good one. Good
3: one.